everyone that is in the room. Um, sorry about um, the Instagram, <laughs> the Instagram live. Um, we're just populating the room. So big up everyone that is piling in. Um, we did start this room at five minutes past, so we are not five minutes late. We started at five minutes past. Um, just waiting for Pedro to join and then waiting for um, Dwayne Van Wiljams to join um, and then we'll kick it off. What I will say is if um, you have people that might be interested in this conversation or people who you believe should be involved in this conversation, just ping them into the chat, ping them into the group. Um, what we will do, I will bring everybody up. We, we don't operate it as clubhouse operate their thing i will bring everybody up onto the stage if you do not want to say anything or talk um just decline the invite to talk on the stage and then further from that if um if you want to just come up say something and then bounce yourself down that's fine you can put yourself back into the audience um there was something else i was going to say but i've completely forgotten but yeah just start pinging people in i think we will kick it off in probably about one minute when pedro works out his henry works out his phone um and when Dwayne has obviously stopped drinking that magnum and here is pedro uh, i'm just going to make him a moderator so big up to all the people that are piling in at the moment looking good and also remember what we'll do on the um when we when, when this finishes, I will put up a poll on the Instagram just to see if we should continue. The, it's not that we're going to stop them in, in its entirety. We were going to do them less frequently. So we currently do these every week and we've been doing them every week for probably the past eight to nine weeks. We might make them less frequent just because lockdown is easing and so on and so forth. But again, we'll leave that to you guys to decide what we obviously do with that. Um, Pedro, are you in the building? Yeah, I am. I'm just adding people to come to the um to come to this um session. Just give me literally couple secs. All right, cool. And, um, yeah, I'll be there. Hold on. All right, cool. And Dwayne, you're in the building as well, so I guess you're doing the same thing as well. Indeed, I am. Welcome, everybody. The Magnum hasn't got me licked over, so I will be talking today. Um, <laughs> Um, welcome. Um, the numbers are looking good and may they continue and thank you for taking the time out of your lovely day to be with us in this discussion. Um, and just just for people that were that's, that was here and asking, so um, the Jordan 5, the red joints were, our, so we did a post. Um, if you If you comment on that post now, it's obviously too late. But to those that have commented on it, <coughs> if you had commented and um, you um, had your size in your biography, you will probably be getting a DM from Offspring very, very soon. Um, again, it's all dependent on sizes. They've got a very limited run of them. I'm not saying that the trainer is limited, but it is a very limited run. So you just got to wait and see, and hopefully um, your size was one that wasn't over oversubscribed. Alrighty. Um, Pedro, I'm going to hand over to you now um, and then I'm Boom. going to start bringing people in. Boom. No problem. Um, thank you, everyone. Thanks, Ring, for that. Um, yeah, welcome to your midweek Clubhouse sesh um, presented to you by the panel. I'm Henry, one of the co-hosts. And this evening, we are basically going to be talking about the female sneakerhead or sneakerheads. And... Um, this session really it's not 
it's not for us, it's not about us as guys, men, it's about... Sam, come on, man. Tunes. Tunes. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Yeah, it's not about us. It's about you, ladies, in terms of you guys being in the scene, have been in the scene, and as the scene grows, obviously there'll be more and more um, females entering into the scene. Um, so to that, there's basically been a growing, um, a growing rise in regards to female sneakerheads. In that rise, though, there have been many gripes, and um, mainly surrounding size inclusivity and gatekeeping, which has been rightly called out. And before I continue, could you please have your mics on mute if you're not going to say anything at this point in time, or else we'll bounce you out. Thank you. Um, where was I? Yes. So there have been many gripes which have been called out by female sneakerheads, and rightly so. However, however, there's been a concern that beyond the size inclusivity conversation, the story ends. So hence the question, what's next? And um, even before we even answer that question, what's next? Um, the real fundamental question is, in the noise regarding... Um, female sneakerheads and size inclusivity. The question I want to pose to Jojo is Do you think, in your opinion, female sneakerheads have been heard? Yes, no, and why? Oh, wow. Um, okay. I wasn't expecting to be the first one. <laughs> um, do I think they've been heard? Yeah, I think so, a little bit. I don't think, you know, everything can't happen, you know, straight away. But I think definitely regarding collaborations, regarding not wanting things that are, you know, just pink. Um, yeah, I actually think, yeah, there, there's been quite a few women's releases now that have been, in some cases, more coveted than the men's release. So, yes, to an extent. But I do think there's more work to be done um perhaps more at a local level um and also with sizing obviously for the girls that are you know your four and a half and below yeah there's still a lot of work to be done there but yeah that that was be my introductory answer to that question but I'm sure as we delve deeper I'll realize that I have some more gripes that I haven't shared yet awesome appreciate that uh, I want to put the same question to Sandy in that, do you think female sneakerheads have been heard? Yes, no, or why? Um, I would say no, I don't think they've been heard, mainly because a lot of recent releases that have even been released on sneakers app, they haven't been in the size ranges for females, um, which is... I very much agree that the conversation needs to expand from just size inclusivity, but when we're not even getting that, it's like, how can you say that females are being catered to when it's so visible? Ooh, Sandy, I think we're losing you. Hello, it sounded Sandy. like she was in the car. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, Sandy, we've we've lost you. Um, 
A Agent Smith has caught up in the Matrix. Um, okay. Sandy, are you there? Hello? Hi. No, we've. I think we've lost her. Okay, um, let's come back to Sandy. Uh, we'll come back to Sandy. When she, when she finds some connection again. Okay. Um, let me okay. Let me bounce the question to um, Julia said. Um, you guys might have to mute her. Only temporary. Only temporary. I've moved her to the audience until she sorts uh, her reception out, and then I'll just bring her back up. She oh, might I just go for. Oh, I think you can mute people without dropping them into the audience. Right. I, I, if I'm honest, I don't know how to do it. I should know how to do it, but I don't know how to do it. But I'll bring her back up in a second. Don't worry. Cool. All right. We'll um, we'll switch that question to Julia, who I believe was just about to um, answer. If she wants to answer that question. Hey. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know where Sandy was going to go with that. Um. But. I agree with her in terms of I don't really think um, female sneakerheads have been listened to. I mean, I sound like a broken record because I always talk about the same thing. But coming more from a sports perspective, I've been having the same talks with brands for the past three years um, from a performance side and lifestyle size. And I haven't seen many changes. Um, I think bits and bobs have been done here and there, but I feel like it's always just like a pat on pat on the head, like, okay, well, we've done this for you, so now you can stop complaining. Um, but the bigger movements, I, I just haven't seen enough being done as of yet. Cool. You mentioned um, from a sports perspective. Um, do you want to expand on that and just explain what you actually mean by that, please? Yeah, uh, so I just mean from... Um, performance um shoe rather than a lifestyle shoe um so obviously i always talk just from one perspective because i play basketball so i buy basketball performance shoes i don't know if in other sports it's better i know that obviously like serena williams and tennis is a little bit better um and soccer is getting slightly better i think with team usa having done some good stuff but from a female perspective in basketball there's not any performance shoes really being developed for women. Uh, there's not many colorways or things that are dedicated to women. Obviously, some of the best WNBA players get to do their own colorways on men's shoes, so like Kyrie's and LeBron's and, and Kobe's and so on. But I just don't think enough is being done um, on, on that side. Cool. Appreciate that. Um, thanks, for, thanks for all the points you've raised. So... We've had um, Jojo and um, Julia give, I guess, two different spectrums um, to the question. So in that said, um, I'm going to go back to Jojo and just ask, so what are the real issues or what, in your opinion, do you think are the real issues with female sneakerheads um, currently? And that, yeah. Sorry, can you repeat that question? Sorry, I think my internet was acting up. Sure, no, no problem. I'll repeat the question again. So in light of the answers that were given by yourself and Julia, what do you think are the real issues are with female sneakerheads in terms of what, what, what are the issues they're experiencing or not experiencing within the scene? Um, definitely, I think the, the biggest issue right now is to do with sizing. 
you know, having things starting from size 7 and up or 640 and up is just not really helpful. Um, and also just, I guess, an element of cool as well. Like uh, men's collaborations happen so, so, so frequently, um, but not seeing the same on the women's side of things, you know, okay, yeah, we've got Eleni May, but, um, you know, and there's been Olivia Kim and that, but there's not been that many. And I struggle to think that that's for lack of um, there being designers or, you know, financial people to work with. So for me, push it over to menswear a bit and women's wear is just left with, you know, if they make it in your size, then great. And even when they have your size, it will only be one retailer that has it, at which point you've got really no chance. So, yeah, I think sizes and the type of people that the brands are working with definitely needs to be more female-centric. Can I also add to what Jojo just said in terms of it's more on the designer side rather than the sneaker wearer consumer, but all of these amazing women designing shoes and then most of the time they're only allowed, well, not allowed, but they're limited to designing for women. When I think, well, I've, as we've seen with the Lely Mays collabs, so many men would like to buy those shoes as well. So I don't know why they just don't always do extended size runs when these female designers are designing shoes as well. I hear that, um, Julia, and, and that's a great point. Um, but I'm, I'm just thinking, I guess, that, that, not that there hasn't been a lack of, but more that I think we're, what we're starting to see now is a, a, a gentle rise in regards to um, female designers. So, I mean, it's been mentioned already, um, Olivia, Kim, um, we've got Sakai as well, you've got Ambush, um, who have all produced, uh, in my opinion, really, 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 really hot models. So I, I, I would I would say that it's been fixed, yes, rather slowly, but that's not to say that um, in in terms of the in terms of those specific collabs that I've just mentioned, that um, the response has been positive. Um, Kelsey, I've seen your mic flash. I'm not sure. Did you want to jump in and with your contribution? Yeah, um, I just, I agree with everyone um, so far with what you guys have been saying. I think just working in streetwear and seeing the gap, like I do think, um, I believe it was uh, Julia who said it, but it feels like a pat on the back a lot of times. It's like every month, every two months, we'll see a shoe release come out for girls. And a lot of the times, um, you know, a lot of the designers, they will be like, yeah, like we wanted to make sure it is for girls made for girls, um, but they're not getting it to the girls. The guys are still getting first pick. I think it really frustrates me because it is kind of like putting a bandaid over the actual problem. The actual problem is that we just don't have inclusive sizing, period. It doesn't matter how many shoe collabs you can come out with in an entire year. It's not really fixing the problem of where, let's just say Travis Scott comes out with a new collab next week, okay, with the fragments. Um, okay, I still have to shop in the um, kit size. And kid sizing isn't really for women's because the design and the ergonometry of the shoe isn't for and made for women. And I think it's kind of ridiculous, just like, you know, in my 20s and I know like girls in their 30s, women in their 30s who are like, I still have to buy kid size, youth size. And yeah, it's cheaper, but the actual ergonometry of this shoe is not really for women. 
So it's a Band-Aid. I think this whole entire thing is like a Band-Aid on the actual problem. I think Olivia May, when she came out with her Jordan 1, or that she is coming out with a Jordan 1 tomorrow, I believe. Um, I know a lot of local stores, I believe, um, I don't know who said it um, a few moments ago, but um, it is on a local level of also the resellers and then also the buyer stores that they have a responsibility to saying like, right, if it is a woman's release right now, and it's um, just for girls. How do we get it to the women first? Extra butter yesterday in New York, they released like a raffle and they only allowed it for women and they only chose women to go into the store first to go get it. And um, I do this weekly talk where it's like we do talk about like, you know, even the culture of getting in line, feeling like there's only like two other girls in line and there's like 15, 30 other guys. You're a bit uncomfortable. So it's a pat on the back at this moment, in my opinion. I'm so happy to see so many more women collapse coming out, but overall, it's there's still a problem. I think we're just putting a Band-Aid over it. Cool. Appreciate that, Chelsea. Um, can I just ask, uh, I'm assuming you're from the States. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm from New York, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, you mentioned the girls versus guys in regards to um, um, the sizing issue, which... I will come. I want to come back to that um, later on in our discussion. But the point you raised in regards to the ergonomics of shoe and shoe design is a very valid point. Now, I'm no expert. I don't work in the industry as such. But I think one thing we we can agree on is that um, sizing works differently for men and women. So to put women with kid sizing um in my opinion is just it's it's a piss take um long and short it's an absolute piss take but um in in in, in what you've said in regards to ergonomic it's a valid point and i believe it's something that brands should look to address um or should be addressing even as we speak. But um, I appreciate the points you've made. Sorry, Pedro. Sorry, Pedro. I know you're going to kind of keep it there. I just want to ask a question in regards to the ergonomics. Because I, I, you know what, as you mentioned that, Chelsea, it's just, I thought, wow, okay, that's, a, that's quite big. But in regards to the ergonomics of the trainer, are we then saying to cater, brands should design the trainer in two different ways to cater? Or that's, that, that's anyone that wants to answer the question. It's been designed in two different ways anyway. In regards to... Well, I mean, like if there's a GR size and there's a menswear size, then it's been designed in two different ways anyways. But, but not according to how Chelsea put it, Sam, Yeah. in the... What, what she's mentioned is that you've got men's sizing or the shoe design with uh, men in mind from a particular size yeah rather there being a separate women's design in terms of the ergonomics of the shoe women have just been bundled together bro i like i hear that like g, uh, g like the gr sizes often look fucking trash like and i like i feel for i like i do feel for like you know women who are you know having to like it kind of accept it because there's no uh, and you know if you look at the Jordan Four they've changed it up a little bit but it's still kind of trash. But and but that's what I mean. Like, so yeah, yeah, yeah. In regards to Jordan trainers and and like yeah. so the Jordan, I use the Jordan Six for an example. Mm. So where's the Jordan Six? What one of the Jordans anyway, or whatever trainer it is. So you've got on the men's sizing, you've got the full run of air units, mm -hmm. but on the, on the smaller sizes, 
um, you don't. Now, obviously... It's same like, like 95s and 97s as well. Yeah, so, so that's what I mean. And, and that's the question to, the, to, to, to Chelsea uh, or, or to anyone that would want to answer it. Yeah. Are we saying so a, a trainer like the, the Air Max 96, if it comes out, should it be redesigned to more suit a female foot if that is yes. possible? No, no, it yes. should be for sure. That's, that's my point. Because it's like it's kind of like made to fit, uh, yes, so, yes. but I mean, but should so, sorry, I've to, sorry no, to cut in everyone. I've got a counter question like, should female sizes maybe start from a certain size and go up? Because what type well, I, I, do, I don't actually know so what size GR sizes start from. Do you know what I'm saying? So, I would just say, like, however, they are designing for female footwear already at Nike, at Puma, at Adidas, just I mean. My personal opinion is give us the equal stance that guys have. It's just equality right here, at least, you know? I if agree with you 100%. Have, yeah. Right. And also, I, I want to bring up one point. The material on a lot of the women's drop shoes on women's shoes is a lot cheaper than the actual shoe that, like, the guys get, especially you sizing, too. So that's something that, like, designers have talked about. Uh, we kind of all know, like, behind the scenes, like, yeah, the uh, material that they use on the actual shoe if it's for youth sizing is cheaper as well um i've been wanting it's... to jump in on this for a while if i can quickly jump in yeah go for it sakura go for it so one of the best ways to compare it is um it's a shit shoe i don't personally like it too much but it's an air force one right um i wear a size four you can get a size four in the men's section or maybe a size five no, I used to wear a size 5 and then I shrunk. Anyways, <laughs> so I bought a size 5 in the men's section um, and then following that I bought another pair, women's section, and then following that I was able to get them in the, the kids' section. Um, with the men's, the toe box is a little bit wider. The shoe was typically wider as well. Bearing in mind they're all the same size, they're just in men's 5, women's 5, kids' 5, right? women's was narrower um than the men's and then the kids one it was just like it just felt a little bit shorter and was very very narrow um so that's the best way to put it and i feel like in regards to the whole like band-aid um you know metaphor it is band-aided like you know i feel like a lot of these companies can say oh but women do have access to the shoes especially smaller sizes because they can get them in the kids section and that's all it really is whereas no it's not because the kids section shoes don't fit as well i've got a pair of um dunks which are boys dunks and not actually like women's dunks compared to my female dunks i guess you put it even though they're the same size, they're fucking tiny, like tiny, they're so, so narrow, I have to change my socks, like thinner socks, despite the fact that they are the same size, and the issue isn't with, oh, you have to redesign the shoe, you know, you have to add pink to it, or whatever, it's not that, you just need to, you know, in item listings and stuff, especially on the website, just be like, this is for women, it's going to be narrower than men's, vice versa, you know, it's just very, very difficult, um, especially for me with someone who has particularly small feet, because fair enough, like, yes, I, I'm lucky that I can buy cheaper shoes, but at the end of the day, if I find a sneaker that I like, it doesn't really necessarily matter about the price, it's more about how comfortable it's going to be, I don't want to have to squeeze my foot into some kid's shoe, and I don't want to have to triple layer socks just to fit in some men's shoe. Appreciate that, Sakura. Um... 
we have one of our um, regular female contributors in Sophia, and I just want to ask her: does, does she have anything to add to what has been said so far in regards to this issue? And that goes out to Sophia. Hi, everyone. Um, I think this is a really big challenge for Nike. I would really hate to be the corporation. I think they try a lot, and. I think it's really, uh, well, first I'll talk about the Band-Aid issue. I don't think that will ever be fixed. It's that, that is that's something that will never be fixed because men will never stop buying shoes. And there's a lot more of them buying sneakers than there are of women. So I don't care what you do. There's never going to be a, a situation where it's going to be fair enough for women. They tried with the, the you know, the three that just came out, but we're not going to stop them from from buying our shoes. We they can't stop us stop us from buying their shoes. This all started off with women wanting to buy, you know, men's silhouettes. They extending it to you know, uh, women's sizing, and there's always going to be a complication. And I, I it's personal to us because we love it, you know, and we feel like it would be a simple thing. But Let's just talk about money. Does anybody know what it would cost to create a woman's separate Jordan, same technology, same silhouette with the same same everything that we want? Because in reality, our foot is different. The shape is going to be different. Are we then going to complain about the shape? So if Nike fixes the shape and then it doesn't feel right, is that going to be a problem? Um, it's, a, it's a huge, huge thing that I don't think that will ever correct, be correct, or get, well, ugh, excuse me, will ever be you know spot on i think it's just you know if we we give a lot of dedication to female um collabs which are amazing, amazing. and we use they use you know the best materials and things like that how much does it cost to to make that and there are there enough women because men are buying it and you know are they going to sit on shelves so if we make because I know now I can go in and get a grade school men's size and it would sit longer than a regular average size or grade school. Now, I know we're women and we don't care how much it costs. We want to pay for that. We want the better materials. We want the exact same shoe. We want the, we want, but, um, not everyone will do that. I don't see any mom going to the store and buying their kid an expensive Jordan just because, you know, Nike heard all of us women and decided we're going to, you know, up the quality and things like that. I mean, it's just a hard, it's a hard market to please because there's not enough of us, but there's enough of us. So then you just have to really think dollars. What is Nike saying? Like, what is, is it, how affordable is this? How can we appease everyone and still, you know, um, make sure these shoes move? And I think that's, a really challenging thing because you can make the same argument. We, uh, you know, Bigfoot people, you know, other than women can make the same argument. There's not enough, you know, size 15s being made, not enough size 16s being made for men who want these shoes as well. And same for women's shoes. Are there enough men that are wearing size 12, 13 and, and whatnot who want to buy a woman's shoe enough to extend it that far? Are they going to, you know, how much is that going to cost? And is it going to sit there? I think a lot of us think of things emotionally, but 
if we're not the ones making the shoe, how much does anyone know any numbers? How much is this costing? Has anyone seen any quarterlies? How many of these shoes are sitting here? Because a lot of it is a numbers game. It's like they want to appease us, but look, last quarter or last time we dropped the shoe, this is how many sat and this is how many moved. And this is what, you know, those are all things I think a lot of us stop and don't think about. Um, not to be like a traitor to my gender or anything. I would love all those things. I just think it's a really, really hard thing to get right. Wow. Appreciate that, Sophia. Um, I know a lot of people want to jump in, but just before we do, we've, we've got Sandy back now, and I just wanted her to um, finish the point that she was making originally just before we move this on. So, Sandy, if you can help us out, please. Hi. Um, sorry about earlier. Um so in regards to whether I think that women, females are actually getting the that we want, um, I would come back to say about the size inclusivity, like we're still not getting our sizes um, on sneakers. And that's one of the things that females have been very vocal about. So it's like, if we can't even get that, which is the basic foundation, how can we ever be seen as getting, as being represented or being heard? Um, and I actually found that conversation really interesting in terms of I don't personally see the sneaker scene still being divided by genders in the future. Like, I don't think it makes sense to have men's and women's releases because it's like Alayli May's Jordan 6. She, she did on that size range what, what every female wants. Just give us the men's shoe throughout, like through small to big. And it was successful. So... I also don't know any females that actually like women's shoes to be narrower. Like the female, the women's dunks that come out, it's like everyone has to go a size up or half a size up. So it's not even made for women. It's like everyone's so used to buying men's shoes anyway. Obviously, I understand that there's definitely a niche of females that do um, benefit from the kind of what they've done to the shoe to make it for women. But at the same time, there's also guys that need to buy a smaller size. So now they're being excluded. So Cool. Appreciate that. Um, Rain, do you want to jump in? Uh, yeah, no, it's just a, a, a question to Julia, because um, Julia um, mentioned earlier on that you've, um, over three years you've been in certain meetings with um, brands and whatnot. I just wanted to know, what was the what was the agenda that, and this is just my ignorance, what was the agenda that was that was being pushed or obviously there there is the size thing but was there was what what else was being pushed in regards to the the female sneakerhead and i think the answer to the question will just enlighten a lot of people in this group um in regards to what 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 is the i don't even know if it's if it's the goal or what what changes is is trying to be made yeah. Um, well, so personally, like, I don't want to speak like I've been in a lot of lifestyle driven conversations. Again, it was mostly from a performance point of view. Um, I've been only in a couple of lifestyle sneaker conversations. So actually on the performance side, uh, sizing never comes up as one of the conversations for women. Uh, there are performance um, sneakers in all sizes. Um, however, similar thing, the smaller sizes can't always contain all of the technology that some of the men's sizes have so it gets a little complicated for performance um but a lot of the conversations had with brands and these are obviously the, the main ones that produce basketball shoes so i guess we all know which ones those are uh but it's always around should we develop performance shoes for 
the female foot. So like Chelsea was saying, with different ergonomics, uh, obviously lasts need to be different for female shoes. We have different shaped foot, different arches and so on. Um, those were most of the themes. Uh, in terms of the conversations that I've had on the lifestyle point of view with retailers and brands, uh, yes, sizing is an issue. But I think that the conversations I've been in tend to target quite a different sneaker market. I think when you talk about the mainstream sneaker market of what the mainstream female is buying, it's very different from what women in this conversation might be buying because I'm guessing here we all love sneakers and probably have one too many. Um, so from the lifestyle perspective, when they're discussing colorways, models, what they should do, and for example, for Air Max Day, we see new silhouettes come out, Air Max Viva, the Diaz, I forget all the names of the <laughs> female Air Maxes that they've made. I think those are more aimed at your uh, mainstream shopper and not a sneakerhead, and therefore... That's why sometimes we see more shrink it and pink it or just dif different trends going on. I don't know if that answers your question because there's always so many conversations going on. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's, it's cool. Um, yeah, no, it, it does to an extent. Um, and this is a question, um, last one for me, Pedro, sorry, I promise, um, to everyone. Because what it is, that there are a few people from brands in this chat at the moment. I won't loud them up because they probably don't want the attention. But have any of the females in the group being invited to any focus groups per se to discuss anything in regards to the female scene and i'm not, I'm not talking about the, the the scene in regards to collectives of people i'm talking about um future releases is this a good product should we do this should we not do this has anyone been invited to anything like that at all hi hello hi yeah. um apologies for just um jumping in no I no guess i wanted to just um piggyback off what um, Julia said and what was mentioned earlier on um, by Sophia as well um, and I guess having worked for a big sports brand in the head office um, I do agree with everybody about the inclusive sizing but what I think a lot of people sometimes forget is that the sneaker brands are a big business and actually footwear um, products development always starts with a last and you always have a men's last and you always have a lady's last and that's how it's been for years and years and years and years and years and years and you've got your factories that are invested and have spent millions on a last for a lady or millions on last for a man so I think for the corporations to be able to really do inclusive sizing it really is like they like um Sophia mentioned it really is for them to look at and the numbers to make sure it makes sense to kind of scrap all of the all of the last that they've invested in and then invest millions of pounds on a new last and you'll have a different last if you're a man if you're a woman if you're an infant if you're um um the junior etc and that's why you will always have um find a few discrepancies even in a size five across a men's size five an infant size five or a lady's size five because of the last that has been used um so i think there's that i also think that um i do agree a lot needs to kind of happen but having been in the sneaker industry for a long time we can't kind of 
um, forget all of the work that has happened by all the people who have kind of worked in the industry before we've kind of um, jumped into it. And also just also to kind of reiterate what and Julia said, lifestyle sneakers make up about 15% of the overall um, the business of all of the brands. And it adds to a hype, it adds to um, the branding, but it doesn't make the money. And where it makes the money is the normal everyday person who has about eight to 10 pairs of sneakers. And they really don't care so much about inclusive sizing or it having to fit like this or it fitting exactly as per and the men's they just want something that looks good and is comfortable um and i know that's probably not any solutions as to how we kind of move forward but i feel like sometimes when we're speaking about it and also me being somebody who loves sneakers as well sometimes we have to kind of also remember it's a business at the end of the day and this is just a small proportion of the overall business that um, drives the hype and allows um, the brands to be aspirational but it's not where they make all of their money I'm just gonna add in really really quickly um I absolutely agree it's a business right but we are the consumers that drive Nike and Puma and Adidas to where they are today and I think as consumers we have so much power to demand for equal sizing and I think, um, I forget uh, who's mentioned it earlier, um, it's the foundation, right? I don't want to, in 10 years, have the same conversation where I'm talking about, I still want female, like just inclusive sizing, but I'm still buying youth size, sizes. Like it's time, I, 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 you know, it's time to like, like I don't want to be vocal about this every single day. Like I'm also tired about talking this every single day, but because it hasn't changed yet, I do think like, yeah, talking about this and like, making these very valid points so that Nike designers, Nike heads, all the people who are a part of these big businesses, they know we're the consumers and we want something different. So it is necessary. Cool. Um, appreciate that, Chelsea. Um, I just want to reiterate because I, I, I feel like the question that Rain posed, um, in my opinion, deserves a, a further exploration. And the question is that um, beyond those that have spoken already so really this is going out to those that haven't really said much as yet um if you have partake or if, if you have been invited by brands to partake in a focus group for products um I, I too i'm curious to know what the nature of discussion um has takes place in those folks in those focus groups what's actually being said and um in fact let me put that question to Emily, Emily Atkins. Um, uh, if if you've hello, been hello. part, hi. If you've been part of such focus groups, uh, it'd be interesting to hear your insight in regards to um, um, the question I've just posed. I actually, um, unfortunately, haven't been um, part of any. But then again, I haven't been invited to any, and I actually haven't seen any being advertised. So maybe the pro maybe the problem lies there, or maybe I haven't kept my eye out enough. Who knows? Um, but obviously through work and stuff, like we have the data, we're always asking the audience, you know, what, what do you want, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and the same, exactly the same points as, as what everybody has uh, brought up. I've been enjoying listening to them actually. Um, it always boils down to the sizing point, um, in terms of what we get back. But yeah, personally haven't been involved in any like focus sessions from brands and, and things like that, unfortunately. Cool. Appreciate that, um, Emily. So... 
I'm, 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 I mean, when we started this conversation um, originally, I was, I'm, I was of the belief and understanding that there's more to it than size inclusivity. But I mean, it's interesting that in the forty odd minutes or so, everything we've discussed about is sizing. So, is it really is is the issue really size inclusivity, or <laughs> is there is there a bigger agenda um, than size inclusivity? And that's open to anyone that wishes to answer. Um, I have another not like issue. But it's just something that's always sort of bugs me in terms of, you know, there was something brought up early in terms of only women can go to a certain store, like the raffle or something like that. I can't remember who said it, sorry. But I feel like as well, especially in terms of like the very hype shoes at the moment, so say like Dunks, Jordans, you know, things that you don't really see in your local shoe store. Um, I'm really, really annoyed at constantly, at the end of the day, it is reselling, I know what it's all about, you know, it's shit, if you like a shoe and you can't get it, but I do find it annoying that the smaller sizes, especially for, say, me, who's five foot, Asian, um, have to pay so much over, like, a size six, maybe, um which is really really irritating so I wear like a UK4 at the moment and I've had to pay maybe like 165 200 onwards but I've seen other pairs in different sizes for say like 130 um 150 120 it's just I think as well one difficult thing in terms it all relates to sizing really which is you know, it happens to be the main issue at hand. But I think the whole reselling community in terms of women's sneakers, I don't think it's very fair. Reselling itself isn't fair at all, but I think maybe something should be put in place that women are able to get their size rather than having to pay resale or rather than men buying the women's sizing. I don't know if that's a valid point. I don't know if anybody else feels the same. But for me, personally, I think that's something that would be so much better. Such as, say, a man goes into a sneak store and they can only buy in their size and they have to wear them out the, they have to wear them out the store type thing. I think that should be applicated to women being able to buy their own size in store without having the hassle, having to pay triple of the retail price just to get their size. I might be... I think that's a... That's a sorry. Sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, thank you. Um, I might be be wrong here. I might have read it wrong or something. But um, the I might say the name wrong. The Aman Minari Jordan threes that are coming out, like oh the Amar Monier. Yes, uh, thank you, Pedro. Thank you, brother. Um, I know that shoe was inspired and was for women, from what I've read. Um, and I know that I know they're gonna kind of prioritize women within that release. And I know that obviously the you know the first off-white Jordan uh, four that come out was 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 you know that was a that was that was a women's shoe. But, um, but the so, issue so my, with the off-white. So yes. my, my my question is like is is the smaller sizes? Are, I mean we can't know about the Jordan three yet because it's not come out. But is is the is the Jordan Four off white? Is that is is the quality control? Is the is the sizing and shape, like is it is it off? I'm not so sure. So 
With the off-white fours, the issue was, I think, they said, they advertised it as a women's shoe, yet they sold, like, so many of the men's sizes. Fair enough, there's women who have big feet, whatever. But it's more of the fact that they said, here you go, here's an exclusive collaboration aimed towards women. Yet, it was up to men's sizes, like, size 12, I think, or something like that. I think if you're going to advertise a women's shoe, then maybe stick to, like, a maximum of a size 8, because there are some women out there who have size 8, 9 feet. Not as common, but, you know, if you're going to advertise it, stick to it, rather than being like, oh, shit, great. It's not more like, it's not like the sexism between oh, women can have this, but the men can't. Yeah. You know, because in in a sense, the sneaker world is men can have it, but women can't because of the sizing issues. Because the, the way that I saw it, the way that, like, kind of it was put and, like, you know, I see on his Instagram, he's saying, like, you know, oh, he's he's putting all these women in, 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 in you know, in, in um, where, he, where he's from. Where is he from? It doesn't matter, but it's Chicago. He's putting all these, you know, business uh, like black business owners and whatever in these shoes but i swear down this is a men's shoe so like it's a bit condescending in my opinion it's it's very condescending like the collab that just came out right yeah they said well it's for women right but then the first two weeks of rollout for like pr and all the people who got it mostly were guys it was like 90 percent guys that's what i'm saying that is a bit i feel like it's a bit of a ploy so I'm just I'm, as, I'm just gonna shut up now. No, don't worry. I I just think like in this community, it's like if you're gonna advertise it, right? Like if you're gonna come out and use women as your catalyst for like saying this was your design, like this was your inspiration, and you were saying that you wanted to get it to women first, but the people who actually got it first were guys. In my opinion, it's like what the like it doesn't make sense to me. And I but it was I, it was strategic it was and it was for a reason and it yeah. was for people in the sneaker community who have relevance and who are raised by single mothers. And that's why Mare was raised by a single mom, Bun B was raised by a single mom. And that, that was the inspiration for the shoe is that he was a he was a sibling. It was him and his three brothers. And the first Jordans that they got were Jordan threes. And his single mom worked her butt off to get those shoes. So he, he the men that he did give them to were men that were, he selected that were raised by single mothers. I will put on the fact that that story is not true. <laughs> wow, I'm just that's, that's telling you what put out there. But Listen, you know. listen. Like, it sounds romantic, but I swear down. I swear this shit is made up. It just sounds it romantic. Made. Do you know what I'm saying? I think it was made with... Um, a unisex last, and then it was it, it had a, a marketing spiel that it was for on the ladies, but obviously, because it was a unisex last, it's a Jordan 4, it's off white, it's a collaboration, and the money is you need to kind of increase it so that men can also have an opportunity and to purchase it as well because it's going to make even more money. And again, at the end of the day, it is a business. Taking it it from a consumer's perspective, though, it's just, it's not like, you know, sexism. I think it's just sort of one of those like microaggression type things in a sense that, you know, men can have all of these sneakers that they want because basically, you know, they're sort of tailored to them. If you're using a unisex Lars, of course, like, you know, the format of the shoe is going to be a tad wider because typically women's feet are narrower, men's feet are wider. Um, you know, if you're going to use a unisex Lars, it just means that it's going to be wider. 
if that makes sense. Like, guys, can I just interject really yeah, quickly? Uh, just to just to reset the room. Uh, if you do have anything to say, can you just make sure that you're flashing, just so that we can manage uh, who's speaking next, please? Because there have been people who have been waiting, such as Mitch, who's flashing right now. Um, not sorry, Sakura. You, the point that you've made is 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 a very valid point. I just want to make sure that there's some order in the room. Sorry, guys. Carry on, Mitch. Take it away, mate. All right, thank you. Um, yeah, I've been waiting quite a hot minute. Um, and I just kind of wanted to touch on things. Like I, I've been in these chats quite a bit. Um, as you may know, I work in size, obviously owned by JD Sports. Um, so I kind of want to like touch on several facts of retail and what we're doing to change things. But also want to touch on the fact of you guys are going on about sizing and stuff. Like I'm a big foot. I'm a size 11. Sometimes, obviously, if it's a women's shoe um, and it's based for that, I have to go way big. Like, for example, everyone's talking about different sizing on shoes like the off-white fours i really wanted that shoe but i'd have to get a us 14 for that shoe to fit me and all these women are like laughing at the prices of like us men's shoes and all that being expensive but then you've also got to look at the fact of like i have to pay nearly two thousand pounds for that shoe in my size which is ridiculous whereas like a woman could pay for that shoe and pay like 600 which is also a joke like there's there's got to be that balance so that's kind of my side on the sizing thing because I don't think it's ever going to be fixed. And um, as people touched on the whole factory situation, it's got to be Nike's invested so much money into that. Adidas has invested so much money into that. They probably won't change things for the pure reason of it's just how it's been for years. I know that nowadays, and it's like I work with several brands now outside of what I do with size. I do um, social media marketing and everything. Um, and we, um, as a community um in these businesses try and push the fact of we need to show women more attention because of i think where it's come from is women are now popping off like on a whole new level where there's things in the news you see from women there's designers that are coming out whether they've been inspired from men designers who knows like we're all one big community mass like and there should be no um like singling out of all these different people but like um this is where the topic needs to be kind of like touched on of the fact of I think Nike will never change that, but they are doing things to help out where they possibly can, like these exclusive collabs, like the amount of women's shoes that I see and I'm they're like, wow, I want that, but I know I'm never going to be able to get that is, is cool, but I just suck it up and accept it. But we're like, say for size, I come back after this whole lockdown that's just happened in the UK um, and we had a women's wool. It was a white wool, which was literally covered in women's shoes and it said women's on it, labelled. Nothing else in our store is labelled as men's or kids or anything. Size don't do kids. So I come back in and I'm confused, like, why this has happened. And JD have reached down to us and said, look, we want to get this whole, like, labelling different areas. Like, there's so many different genders now that people would, like, describe themselves with. And that's fine. Like, I don't have any shade towards that. But we don't want to throw shade at these different things being the, like, this is a women's section. This is what you get. That's it. Whereas now we scatter shoes throughout our whole store, whether it's in that sizing and there's two separate labels in that shoe. People then get disappointed because they look at a Jordan 1 that we might have sat on a shelf and it's £58. And they look at the men's one and they're like, why is it 100 or why is it £90 or whatever? And they always ask that question about these GRs that we have in our store. But I think the fact then comes down to resellers because resellers then have seen the opportunity and you've got to realise resellers are businessmen. I've been there. I, I used to do that as well. And then I realized how hurtful it can be towards a community. And it's the fact of resellers will look at that and go, that's a marketing opportunity. Women are on a come up. Women use these shoes for all different influences. Like women have such a big hit on social media now. It's like, it's crazy. And that's good for anyone that's in this chat. I know there's some people in here that are absolutely amazing on what they do on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. 
but it's i think inf- um resellers have seen that and gone like well these these women are going to want their shoes so i'm going to start marketing that and i think that's where it's gone wrong is financially people are taking advantage of that which is that's just life unfortunately that's what marketing happens that's what happens to anything um and if someone sees an opportunity it just goes with it so i think there is a change that jordan is trying to do in nike and adidas and all, all these different brands but they will never change their manufacturing process because if it is just simply that is them it's history they're never going to change that unfortunately appreciate that mitch um saffron then julia with a g hi sorry i was just oh can you hear me yes i can hear you i was just gonna um come to the point i think um Mitch and, and I think Sakura you, you mentioned it as well just in terms of the the sizing piece and just um about the prices of resale and stuff like that obviously that on the smaller side and on the larger side you're always going to have higher resale because the average size sits in that middle it's like kind of normal distribution across the sizes and I think it just it just links into the fact that why are we not why are the brands just not able to make more shoes in the bigger and smaller sizes like it it is a little bit annoying but obviously it's a business move like there's not as many people with smaller and bigger feet so I get it but it is it's a frustration of mine I'm a size four um so I I completely understand but at the same time I'm pissed off when I can't get shoes so yeah that's the that's the point I wanted to make to be honest amazing thank you Saffron um Julia Vergee I, I just wanted to kind of spin off what Mitch was saying about the influencer side of things and how then resellers have kind of worked on that as well, um, which I, I do agree with. But I also think that as part of this female sneakerhead issue, just one of the things I wanted to raise was, yes, it's OK about size. And we talk a lot about that, but it's also how women are represented and how women are used in marketing. Um, it's a lot of the same, you know, it's the pretty white skinny girl um that gets used a lot in a lot of campaigns um there's not much diversity of um ethnicity race uh size i think brands are doing some of it but still not enough Um, and i think that is just one of the main issues because i think a lot of women aren't getting not obviously they're catered to with the shoe because yes now these shoes are releasing but if you don't see someone like you ever wearing this stuff, um, a lot of the big influencers are, again, I don't don't want to be a dick, but there's a lot of same, same going around. So a lot of women are still not getting catered to with that marketing message. And I'm, again, still confused as to why brands are not moving quicker on that. Appreciate that. Um, Sadia, I can see your mic flashing. Um, do you want to chime in with your thoughts? Yeah, hi guys, first time on here. Just want to say I love all the points that all are being made and stuff. And with what Julia just said um, about the whole ethnicity thing, I feel like the brands aren't really hearing the whole female diversity sort of side of things. But it's kind of nice to see the social media female sneakheads are coming together to bring that forward in a way that the brands aren't doing. So we're sort of doing the marketing ourselves on that sort of side. And um, I was thinking about what was it Mitch that said about the Jordan Force, the off whites. Um, his size was like what two thousand. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the reason that probably was was because yeah, yeah, it goes for it's mad. Yeah, I feel like maybe that's because 
that was kind of the first time that sort of happened where it was a women's exclusive. Whereas the reason women's sizes are less expensive when it's a men's drop is because that's almost like a norm. It always happens. So that's why it's never going to be as expensive when it's a women's drop and you want your size in it. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Totally, totally. Um, I just want to um, touch on um, a point if you've made in regards to um, the fact that females are now seen as a a cash cow. Excuse my phrasing. And um, I just want to I just want to put the question out there that um, are we naive to think that size includes inclusivity truly means female inclusive inclusivity, or the fact that females are actually seen as pound signs or dollar signs um, for the brand. And that question, I'll put that to Jay. What are your thoughts on what I've just said? Jay doesn't want to talk. Um, the question is open to anyone on the floor that wishes to respond to, to what I've just said. Um, if, I, if I'm all right to touch on this real quick. Um, so like for myself, like coming from the whole, we look at like the analytics. Um, so some, several of these brands, I can't obviously disclose who I'm with, but, um, several of these brands look at the analytics and we see like, uh, like 80% of our following or 90% of our following is men. The reason why we want to get it more tuned to women is like, we, we purely just want to get the balance right and have an equal party. It's nothing to do in our opinion with sales or anything like that. And we never want a career drive in that side. Like, it's never towards money is what our focus is. It's basically just finding the balance and making sure we have like a community that want to talk because there's so many guys in this community that are too harsh towards women. And then there's also the balance between both. But I definitely reckon men are more harsher towards women when it comes to anything social media. Based. So it's kind of like the balance. And Mitch, so with the points. With the point you've just mentioned in regards to balance, how do you think brands can actually achieve this? What what sort of tools are there um, that brands can utilize to, to readdress the balance? So I think it's simple. Like if you're if you're talking like sizing or anything like that, I'll go. I'll start off with that as that's been the conversation. Um, Nike just need to produce more. Like the amount of stock that I have come in and see that the stock numbers for women's shoes are so much lower than men's which admittedly it's because there's more like you only got to look at samples samples are produced in normally a nine and that's because that's just the standard size that most people are but you've got to look at why nike do this stuff so i think that's the biggest factor is they need to produce more of the bigger sizes and make everything a complete equal divide who cares if it sits on a shelf like it's not an issue that it's like, oh, no, this is not selling out because it clearly is in all the other sizes. It doesn't matter if it, sell, it doesn't sell out in a big size. You know that there's going to be people still go after that, even if they're like eight sizes smaller, just to make some money off that because of that's what they end up. Well, that's what will end up happening. Nike should know that by now that their shoes resell, they flip. So sizing is the biggest issue there. But then for branding and everything, it means that like people like myself, like content creators, I can then put out content that I know I can address to women, I know I can address to men, and there's a balance. There's never going to be someone like piggybacking off my work and saying, look, this is not right, or this wasn't like projected correctly towards women or men. I try and find a solid, diverse like community. And it's like, I'm I'm really good friends now with Jeff Staple, I don't know, and the stuff that he does, and like, I've been talking through him for several bits, like his Asian 
push that he's doing is so immense and it's like I think he's got a massive gateway with what he's doing I don't know if you've seen what he's doing with Puma and the whole Chinatown stuff I think it's amazing um mm-hmm. but yeah so it's all it's all kind of like I think everyone's trying to include everyone into something I know sometimes it never works but it's better to be inclusive and the tools that people just kind of want to do is make sure everyone's involved um so the sizing is something like you can do um, and whether you can market different things to different audiences and find the balance, that's all it kind of takes. But it's its knowing that balance is my biggest issue. Appreciate that. Uh, Sadie, I saw your mic flashing. Do you want to chime in with your thoughts again? Um, I can't remember exactly what I was going to say. Um, but I, I remember thinking this was like a lot earlier in the conversation when we were talking about... Um, the whole with, with Nike being a business and everything, and why they've got the female sneakers and not the male sneak like the less and stuff. But like, you know, if we like, they're starting to make a, a little bit of a change now, right? With the whole female releases and stuff like that. But this is where it starts. Like, in I think it was, I'm not sure who it was that said it before, but like, we don't want to be having this conversation in ten years, right? So if 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 we keep saying la- like stuff now then in 10 years we won't be having this conversation because hopefully there will be that inclusive size and then obviously with the performance shoes that's obviously a different like situation because the feet need to perform in a certain way but like we need like if we stop saying things now we won't ever see a change and then we're just going to keep going on and on and on doing this whole cycle again and again so appreciate that appreciate that sadia so um, it's currently six minutes past nine. Um, we've been talking about size inclusivity and what's next for the female sneakerhead. That's the actual full title. And so much has been said on size, size, size. There's been a sprinkle of other stuff, such as diversity and um, other aspects in, in around that. But I've not heard a lot of chat in regards to... Um, what is actually next for the female sneakerhead beyond size inclus- um, inclusivity? So, with that said, I actually want to put um, a question to. In fact, before I do, Faz, you've been flashing your mic. Um, let me hear what you've got to say, and then I'll yep. put my question. I think Rebecca's been flashing a mic still. Am I right? Okay, Rebecca, jump in with your thoughts before I put in my next question. Oh, yeah. So I just wanted to talk if you're talking beyond like size, inclusivity and brands. I also think that there is kind of a lot of problem with the way like women's sneaker heads are being viewed within the sneaker community. And I see this like every time a girl gets a repost who's a female sneakerhead, like the comments will be so dissenting and mean. And it's mainly just men hating on women for being sneakerheads and then kind of questioning whether they're real, real sneakerheads. I also think that there's a problem within the way female sneakerheads are being viewed within the community. Appreciate that, Rebecca. It's funny enough, that question was going to come um, <laughs> before um, what you've just mentioned. And I'm going to hold that for a sec. So I've just seen Natalie flash her mic. So I just want Natalie to chime in with her thoughts. And then after Natalie, Faz. So Natalie first. Hi, everybody. This is Natalie at the very bottom. Um, I flashed my mic because I just completely agree with Rebecca. Um, The hate that we get when we get reposted is just ridiculous. Like, I don't understand, like, 
just because we're females, like, why are we viewed as in like, oh, they don't know any knowledge about speakers, even though there's females have been in the game for so much longer. But that's just kind of my chime in input. Thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate that, Natalie. Thanks for your contribution. Far. Um, what, what, yeah. What's happening, people? Yeah, uh, talk to me. Love, loving this chat. I think um, I, I want to keep it brief. Essentially, I'm fully with the the pain of the the female community in in all aspects, especially quality of the shoe. More than anything, the materials having to get a GS pair is dead. Um, I have to get GS pairs for my partner, and when I have the men's sizing and the quality difference and the shape and in all aspects it's it's pretty tough but obviously like kind of like mitch following on from what mitch said there's definitely an element of nike knowing and they're deliberately making these decisions purely if it's not purely financial um it's definitely born out of i guess an understanding of what is a priority for them in the long run and how things will work marketing wise um my, I, I just I, I feel like my question with this, and it was more of a question than, than than kind of like my thoughts on on everything that's being said, is is in order to make a difference, are there any groups in the sneakerhead, uh, female sneakerhead community, sub community, um, to like mobilize together to show disdain? If that exists, then how? What is being done? And if it hasn't, then why hasn't it been done? Cool. Um, I, I think Julia would be well placed to answer that as I believe she runs um, a, a female sneaker collective. Um, Julia, with a G that is. Hey, yeah, I mean, I think there's actually a bunch of us in here that have different collectives and pages. So um, I'm a co-founder of Sneaker Sisterhood with Jay, who's also in this chat at the bottom. What I know up, what that up? I know that uh, Julia, just underneath me, also runs a great page on Instagram to bring change. Sandy has a page to also speak up on a lot of issues in the community. There's people like Sally Sneakers, who has a huge following. She does a lot on her page. So I think there are various, I mean, maybe you don't follow them because it's primarily um, aimed at females, but the conversation is obviously for everyone. And we are trying to mobilize um, with Sneaker Sisterhood. Not only do we well, we hope to offer a platform um, for females to fully express themselves and be exactly who they are in this industry without getting that judgment that Rebecca was talking about. But we also work behind the scenes with a lot of brands, focus groups and whatnot to make sure that things do change. Um, so, yeah, I, I hope that sort of answers it. Obviously, it's baby steps all the time, but there's, there's definitely a lot being done. Oh, and Taylor is in this chat as well. I know she does a lot um, US side as well. So yeah, cool. plenty, plenty of women doing a lot in, in this conversation. That's appreciate amazing. Thank you for shedding some light on that. I appreciate it. Thank you, and I'll support where possible. No worries. Um, Ketchy, um, do you want to jump in with um, your thoughts? Oh, um, yeah, I guess, uh, like uh, Julia said, there's a lot of amazing uh, ladies in here, you know, who are all doing amazing stuff on social media and also um, behind the scenes as well. And I guess just my little two pence would be, I guess, in regards to the question of what's next for the female sneakerhead. Yes, I agree. I think hopefully what would be next is to have more inclusive um, sizes as well. And I also think it'd be nice to have more um, of the footwear that's actually not so much aimed at us, but it, it's aimed at us in a more authentic um, way. 
so we have more people who we look up to who are um, doing really amazing stuff in a creative space who are doing um, more collaborations with the brands instead of somebody who's maybe um, an influencer and she's a female it'd be nice to have more of the stuff aimed at us actually with people who are in the industry who have been in the industry and have worked in the industry for a long time appreciate that catchy um can i ask a question really quickly go on go ahead go. sorry henry that was I a love big you. Sigh. <laughs> sorry henry go 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 go, Emil. go Emil. okay i'm go. gonna go now henry okay no <sighs> no 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 okay now honestly yeah i'm just i'm just trying to think about obviously the the sizing seems to be obviously the, the primary issue uh, that we're looking at at the moment so what i want to know is where 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 is the where obviously the the, the companies want to sell shoes right yeah they'll sell sells equal money um there's yep. there's a big market as far as females go so where yep. where is the issue is it is it the is it the company providing the sizes uh, i know ikechi um mentioned the the, the last earlier but i'm sure that you know if the company is willing to invest if they can see that there's that there's potential for future sales with with, with um specific um what do you call it uh, silhouettes and whatnot then they'll invest in in them won't they so where where is the issue? Is it the retailers? Is it that they they're not interested in buying the shoes? Where where's the issue? Good, great question. Can I um, sorry, just quickly on that, Emil. I think it might be a, a bit of both, and mine is a half answer, and then also a question to the rest of the group. I've spoken to, for example, people that work at Foot Patrol to understand why so many of their raffles, for example, start from a UK seven when the shoe is available in smaller sizes, for example. So that's because their buyers aren't even buying the smaller sizes. Um, I haven't had an answer as to why that is, but they just don't. And then in terms of the actual brands, what confuses me is, for example, some of these shoes are actually made in smaller sizes. And for example, they get uh, sold in Asia. So the Travis Scott ones, for example, they were made in sizes smaller than a UK six but they just don't get sold in North America and Europe, which confuses me because you are making the shoe. You know that the demand is there, so you might as well just produce more and also give women in other regions the opportunity to buy. So that's just a question to add on to Emil's question as well of what needs to be done. Does anybody know why these brands are then limiting these size runs by region? I, uh, if, I, um, if I can just quickly answer Julia's question, I, um, I actually spoke to one of the stores I shop at regularly, and what I've been told is that they aren't allowed to buy smaller sizes because the smaller sizes are prioritized for women's stores. Um, that's what I've heard. <laughs> I'm not saying it's the truth, but I've heard that that should be the case. So stores as naked as Meha as um, I'm not sure I know anymore. <laughs> but that's in that's in Denmark, right, Sally? Uh, yeah, naked is in Denmark. Right, 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 right. Because right. in London, all right, yeah, in London, the only female sneaker store I can think of is Pam Pam in yeah, uh, in East London. So I'm not I'm not calling. Um, BS on your story, but <laughs> I find it hard to believe that uh, size. Honestly, Henry, I think it lies in the fact that the smaller sizes just 
don't get produced. I mean, not as many as the men's. So I think that's the case. Um, but but that's what confuses me because like we were talking about lasts and the fact that women's shoes use different lasts, etc. By the end of the day, if you are producing that men's shoe in smaller sizes for specific regions, and now it's been yeah. years and years and years of women saying we are also here, we will also buy the shoe, the shoe will sell out in our sizes as well in our region. Yeah, because I agree. Yeah, as to I why agree. they don't do that. Yeah, because, I mean, with the, with the Jordan 1 85s, the neutral grey, um, they didn't come out in Europe, as far as I know, not in Denmark at least, in smaller sizing. Um, I think the smallest size was a 40, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, UK um, 6. Yeah, exactly. And um, the same with the Jordan 5s. Um, they came out in men's sizing. They came out in toddler and in, uh, yeah, I think that was it, actually. They didn't come out in GS sizing, um, at least not in Europe. I, 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 sorry, Sally, I don't, I don't mean to um, interrupt you. I wonder if this whole sizing issue is just a regional thing. I wonder if in Asia, where they are generally smaller footed than um, we are over in Europe and America, I wonder if they suffer with the same issue in regards to um, sizing. And I wonder I, if the sizing issue is actually the opposite um, in terms of there's not enough big sizes because... A lot of the Asian people in Asia are more Henry. smaller footed. Henry, Nishant, could... Nishant is actually from Asia, so it'd be it'd be good to pull him in because he's um he's uh, as a speaker right now. Nishant, do you want to um, chime in on that? Hey man, hi. Yeah, I I uh, I have never been to the UK, so I can't really be a judge about UK. But what I can say is about India and Japan. So I I mostly buy my shoes from Japan, and I like my half family is from there. So in Japan, when you go to an outlet, I don't know about how things happen in UK, but in Nike Japan, a shoe has a three-month shelf life. If it sells in three months, great for the brand, great for the community. If it doesn't sell in three months, it directly goes to the outlet at up to 60 or 70% off of the retail price. And what I have seen myself in the Nike stores, most of the fly knits, most of the Nike running shoes, great running shoes are always sitting in the outlets. The Jordan collection, which was done by the 10 Nike women designers, the Jordan Explorer, Jordan uh, Sage, various ones, they were all sitting in the outlet. And all, mostly all the bigger sizes, starting from uh, UK 6. I think how things are different, at least in Asia, I don't know about like uh, various places like, like Taiwan and other places, but mostly in, like China, in China, Korea and Japan, like people buy by centimeter sizes. For a for a small foot for a uh, a man even if a man wants to buy a woman's shoe he will go for centimeter sizing rather than going for a UK or a US sizing. So I think like like to be honest like uh, this uh, I like one athlete like uh, Julia what she mentioned it's uh, completely honest I totally agree with her like uh, we don't have many women athletes who are like at the pinnacle of what like Jordan has like Michael Jordan has said for Nike to like uh, create like a staple collection for himself or like uh, Zion had his own collection like uh, own shoe if we have like more athletes Nike would definitely bring them under the umbrella and have like them be the ambassador for the shoe and then we can start to expect like more inclusivity in terms of uh, performance wear performance athlete wear yeah 
Appreciate that, Nisha. Um, again, a lot has been said about sizing, but I, I actually want to go back to a point Rebecca made earlier in regards to, um, for a lack of a better phrase, um, sexualization and how women are perceived within um, sneaker culture or the female sneakerhead. And uh, I just wonder, um, generally, um, how can I put this? In fact, let me let me let me in fact let me let me flip let me flip this and let me put my head on the block with what I'm about to say. Why is there a perception that women have to sexualize themselves to gain attention? And how can men or brands avoid the stereotype of sex sales? And I will in fact I want to put that question back to Rebecca if she's willing to answer. Um, how they can prevent it? I think that there's a lot of people out there they can work who they can work with who aren't doing pictures that's more secularized. Like the big sneakerhead influencers that I see on Instagram, most of them don't do stuff like that. Like they'll post normally fit pics or do things like that. But even if they did post things showing more of the body i don't see why that would be a problem and why that would be a goal for people to be negative or mean towards someone i couldn't agree more like at the end of the day as a woman and as a man you can do and publish whatever you want that doesn't mean that you then don't have the knowledge or you're not a sneakerhead just because you're posting a certain type of picture over another Um, can I can I say something real quick? Um, yeah, jump in, Kath. So, um, from a, from from a guy from a male perspective, yeah, I think uh, a way forward, and I hate using this word, um, allyship. What we can do as guys is normalize the non sexual sexualization of female sneakers. So whether it's whether it's sharing, whether it's promoting, we just need to show the brands that you don't have to reward the skimpy Kim Kardashian aesthetic because that's what's been going on for the last two, three years. So there's a lot of new sneakheads, new female sneakheads and new male sneakheads that will reshare that um, that Kylie Jenner, Kim Kardashian aesthetic with a pair of Jordan 1s or a pair of uh, feeler disruptors and it goes viral and then that person starts getting seeded pairs and so younger girls are growing up thinking that's what I need to do to be accepted in the sneaker culture or that's what sells or that's what's going to get the most likes and we need to normalize females not having to do that or feel they have to fit that look in order to progress within the sneaker culture and i think again i hate using this word because we should just normalize it but allyship from from male sneakerheads big blogs retailers to just um sort of feed the narrative that you don't have to do that to be successful within sneakers i think that would help to dilute it and get us back to a space where it's more, um, I don't know, where it's more respectable. But that's kind of my, my sense on that. Yeah, sorry. Can I jump in real quick? I'm with Jonathan. Yeah, yeah. So we just want to just chat yeah, on this it, really quick. I completely agree. Sorry, I'm like busy right now, so I couldn't see who was actually speaking. But I completely agree cat. with that comment. Um, to me personally, I just feel like the sexualization thing happens a lot. And it's to be honest, of course, like the other lady said, anyone, male or female, you can wear poses you want and it doesn't take away from, you know, whether you are a sneakerhead or not. However, what it does do is, is cheapen what I consider to be an art form, to be honest. 
And it's kind of like, oh, if you want to, you know, if you want to blow up on the gram, you know, with your mids, just get your tits out and everyone will forget you're wearing mids. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just a bit, that's how I see it. I've, I've even been in like, you know, fit pick battles or whatever. I'm not trying to big myself up, but I'd be dressing better than some of your boys. <laughs> but when I'm in a battle against someone that's got, you know, her tits out, I ain't going to win, you know? And it's purely because I know, okay, the gaze is going to be drawn towards a particular, you know, look or whatever. And I'm thinking, I'm not going to do that to dilute myself. But it's just it's just a bit cheap, to be honest. But, it's a cheap form of entry. Yeah. But surely yeah. that's not really, like, on the females as individuals. Because, again, like, we, we can do individually what we want, but it's what Kaf said about... I yeah, definitely. In terms of then we it's, decide it's what to promote. Guys. It's definitely because of guys. That's, guys has, have made that look like, have rewarded that. So more women have thought, oh, yeah, okay, this is what sells. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on that. But I think uh, as much as you can say, yeah, it's on guys. It's also on women too. If you, we all have, we've got a brain. You know, I've got a brain and I know I don't want to get my tits out just because I want to show I've got uh, Travis Scott sixes. Like, come on. Like it's fifty fifty at the end of the day. Yeah, I think like JoJo's spot on there because um, it's just a bit mad. The men are definitely at fault for creating a system that rewards females posing in a certain way, but then there's no one like yeah, everyone owns their body, everyone owns their image, but the game is the game at the same time, and we can't to play the game or to be part of the game. You need to play the game. So the people playing the game. And the people rewarding them for playing the game are all complicit in the whole system. So we can do the female empowerment thing and we can do the whole, never mind female, just human empowerment thing. If a lad as well wants to pose in a six pack and show off his shoes, go for it. But we know what the play is, essentially. Um, And it's not that saying the minute you put one picture up and you're looking nice, that means you're playing that game. But there's always a consistency. Like, your page tells a story about what you're trying to push and how you're trying to push your image or shape your image on socials. So, like, everyone who's doing it know who they are. I can't hate them for playing the game. But when when Kaf was saying, um, you know, we should change the system and allyship, we're all involved in that. Females are involved in that and males are involved in that in, like, are we rewarding these guys by just liking their pictures and then seeing them blow and everyone's like, yeah. And then it's sort of repeating that cycle over and over again. So if everyone sort of club together and I'm not trying to put those people out because then you then create this them and us system, but it's just like, let's talk about the shoes. Like, are we talking about the shoes here? Or is it just like, Oh, banging body, babe or whatever. It's just like, that's not about the shoes. We know it's not about the shoes. I think it's a bit like a Kim K effect. Do you know what I mean? Like, Kim K is not a sneakerhead. Do you know what I mean? But the image that she's curated for herself, people have taken that and used that, you know, to further whatever interest it is that they have. So if some if someone says, oh, it's, it's Kim Kardashian sneakerhead, we'd all, you know, unified, we'd all say, absolutely not. But then why are you rewarding people and giving them platforms and status and opportunities when they're just following her model? Do you know what I mean? So that's kind of where I understand, yeah, if it's authentic to you and you've always been, you know, dressed in a type of way or, you know, then that's absolutely fine. But what I don't like is when people switch it up because they see, oh, yeah, yeah, this is how I'm going to get popping. I'm going to do that. And then you're rewarding those people beyond just a like. I don't care if you if you like someone's picture because they've got big breasts. I don't really care. But if you're now saying, oh, yeah, 
this person yeah mm, this is a tastemaker mm, yeah next co- collab yeah let's let's think about going with this person then i have a problem because you're like are you are you kidding me what is this person's when two pound pretty little thing outfits and this is what you're going with like i don't get it but that's my two pence in it and i know some people are gonna get annoyed but it's, it is what it is just just Can to tag into in work oh, hold on a sec that... who, who went go on okay. who's going you Okay, what well, just to tie into what Jojo and Jonathan were saying, I wholeheartedly agree. But it's again, I know we've talk, spoken about size and stuff, but it's about representation and who is moderating these things. There's pages, I'm going to call out these pages. There's pages at Complex, et cetera, et cetera, that put these women on. Then you have the men in the group. Men are going to be men, 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 hey, hey, men are going to be men. And it's the same guys that would be complaining that are. Uh, Girls shouldn't be into sneakers are the same ones that are bigging up these women that are doing sexy, sexy, sexy time. And there's no problem with doing sexy, sexy, sexy time if that's what you're about. But it kind of puts other women that are really into it, women that are into sport. Women aren't just about sex. We're not just models of sex. We're in, we're so much more than that. We're about sport. We're about we're like mothers. We're sisters. We're aunts. We're all of these things. But these things are not being put out there. We're not being represented in all these other ways you know that we are and that's what the problem is so while we're talking about what nike and whoever is doing in terms of getting out sizing it's what these massive pages are doing in terms of representing women and it's always the same type of women that we are seeing and that's where Can the I problem is Thanks. appreciate it hold on hold on a sec appreciate it sorry joe I, I, I said you i didn't actually know it was you that was speaking so um, <laughs> apologies for that no problem. um tj tj first then rebecca and then taylor and apologies, Taylor. I know you've been flashing a long while. Do apologize. But TJ first, Rebecca, and then Taylor. Hey, I just wanted to completely agree with um, what Jai was saying. I'm just I'm TJ here at the bottom. I'm from Australia. Um, when it comes to sizes and everything, I'll just quickly ba- go back to that qu- conversation quickly and say um, it is a regional thing as well. And I think for these people that are doing the buying for sizes, it's onto them. And I think yeah, it is a money game about what sells in each region and what doesn't. But um, I think we're just at a point now where that shouldn't be the case and, and people should just be more inclusive. And when people are ordering or like doing the, the buying, for example, I'm a 10 women's and there's always two or three sizes of each suit that gets ordered for um, for a store, let's say here. And that's just not enough. And um, I agree with Jai, uh, Jai's point. Um, it is these people that are being the gatekeepers, really, essentially, um, these big pages that are kind of the voice for our communities, right? Um, if they're posting and um, putting out to the front all these women that are being sexual and all that stuff, which is not, there's nothing wrong with that, but um, it's going to just set that pre- precedent for the whole community to think that that's what we need to do, right? I'm a DJ and in the DJ world, it's very much the same as well. Like, um, but I had to actively choose and be like, you know what? Like, I'm not going to, if like, I know tomorrow if I go posting sexualized, like, you know, content um, in regards to my DJing that I'm going to get a bunch of followers or whatever. But it's like, I had to just make that conscious decision and be like, you know what? Like, it's not, that's not what I want to be known for. And I guess, again, when someone was saying allyship before, I think it was Kath, um, it's like, as women as well, we all need to uplift each other and um, actually bind together as a community and um, more than just men doing uh, being allies to us we need to be allies to ourselves as well and I think there's so much power in that and um and I think seeing more of that and seeing more women uplift each other and and support each other's little businesses and pages and stuff like that is going to really
um, you know, speak volumes compared to just men um, coming and binding together and, and being eyes for us. But yeah, that's my point. Thank you. Appreciate that, TJ. Rebecca and then Taylor. Yeah, I just want to say, like, I don't really think the problem is, like, what girls are wearing or just sneakerheads are wearing clothing. Like, I couldn't care less about what a person is wearing because that doesn't define you being a sneakerhead or not. I just think the problem in general is the way a lot of men in the community view women when it comes to being a sneakerhead. And it would be like, it's daddy's money. Like, if you have a lot of sneakers, it's for sure daddy's money. You can't have earned it yourself. I feel like that's more the stigma there is out there. The the thing is that if a woman has a lot, like she possibly couldn't have earned it herself. Appreciate oh, appreciate that, Rebecca Taylor. So sorry for you waiting for so long. Um, please chime in. It's okay. Hey everyone. Um, I just wanted to say on the point about you know the way certain women dress, quote unquote you know, showing more tits and ass. Sorry, hope I can say ass on here. But, you know, showing, you know, their body off and whatnot. We want to give everyone the room to do whatever they feel like they want to do. My only problem is it shouldn't be, okay, if I show skin and all this stuff, then I'll get posted. That's not what it should be about. It should be about the type of content I produce. It should be about the knowledge that I know. It should be about the love of sneakers. That's what I feel like it should be. And so I agree, we see the same type of women being posted. And it's like, what type of effort does it take to do a little bit of research? Because the reason why I have found so many different women across the world is because I do research. I look up, you know, under different hashtags and pages. I just be looking. And I'm like, if I can do it, I know these brands can do it too. Which is exactly why I started the hashtag that I did, Respect Female Sneakerheads, because the respect is missing. So when we talk about what's next in the future for me, I'm going to need more respect. It, that's just it across the board. If I could just get respect, that's it. And I would be fine. Because another thing that I've noticed is that for me on my page, when I start speaking up, that's when I start seeing different men who now do not like me because I have spoken the truth. Before, when I was just posting pictures, you know, just doing my content, you know, I might not have spoken up for a while. Everything's cool. But as soon as I speak up, that's exactly when men who don't even comment on my pictures when I do the content now have something to say. But where was your comment and your support and your, you know, whatever you want to do when I was just posting content? But now you're here because I'm speaking up and saying the truth. And so that's my issue with this. So for me, it's the respect across the board. Appreciate that, um, um, Tay. Thank you so much. Um, Danny, do you want to um, chime in with um, your thoughts on what's been said so far? Danny? Is that aimed at me, pal? Yes, it is aimed at you, my friend. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, I've, I have been on and off listening because I've been putting the kids to bed. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think everyone's on the same page with like regards to size and with regards to wanting to hear the real stories of female sneakerheads. Do you know, I think a lot of the sexualisation that, that we've been talking about, just from a guy's point of view, sometimes we'll look and we'll say, oh, are they a real sneakhead and they're not a real sneakhead? I can see why guys think that. And I, I mean, you know me, Henry, I try and boil down to like, is have are they real sneakheads? Can we have a conversation and talk about trainers? And, you know, I've got a podcast. Trying to get female sneakheads onto the podcast to talk about trainers has been quite difficult because some of them, and rightly so, they'll say, 
I'll get judged because of what I might say and I'm afraid of what people might think and, and things like that. And that's what we that's the stigmatism for me that I want to try and break down. So then it's just it, it doesn't matter, just come just come on and, and, and share your knowledge and you know, show the people what, what you've got and, and let's have these conversations. And and that's that's why I say I think has been difficult from a guy's perspective, you know, trying to engage sometimes with some female sneakerheads. And, you know, there's a lot of people in the chat here and I see everyone, everybody on social media, like putting the points across. And I think it's fantastic. There's many more people out there, many more female sneakerheads that don't have a voice or are scared to use the voice. And I think it's these people who we need to try and bring out, these people who we want to try and push forward and things like that. Um, uh, that's just kind of my little, my little, just to put a little bit of a twist on what's been said already. Um, cool. But yeah, Appreciate thing, dot, si I did have a thing on sizing before um, uh, without wanting to dig it back up, but I think some stores, so if you think of normal stores, when you go on the sales rack, what sizes are left on the stores? It's the smallest sizes for women and it's the biggest sizes for men. And they are notoriously the hardest ones to get when it comes to like the hype stuff. And I think it's because, and I think that's a, a little bit to do with it. And I've said before, don't forget, we are the 1%, 5% or whatever we are of people buying trainers. And sometimes if all of a sudden you go, oh, yeah, but there's something hype coming out and I want 100 pairs of size threes and not just my usual five pairs, I can see why brands might turn around and go, oh, well, we can't do that because you don't buy 100 pairs of size threes of the normal Air Max 90s. Appreciate that. that. I can uh, see why. Cool. Um, Dwayne and then Ife. Dwayne, do you want to chime in with your um, thoughts? Yeah. Um, just to just to come away from the size conversation because representation is uh, very important and we have had our stigmas or people come at us in regards to our representation. Um, there needs to be more women, there needs to be more of a voice, which trainers should be such a open avenue that anyone should feel comfortable coming forward to talk if they have the experience or want the knowledge to come forward and find it or pass it on. And I think following on from what um, Mr. Danny was saying, if we invite 150 as a round number females to our conversations or even when the world was open and we could hold events properly, which hopefully we will be able to do so again soon. It's one thing to invite women sneakerheads or female sneakerheads. It's another thing for them to say, oh, you know what, I can't make it or just not get back to us or the numbers because they don't want to talk or actually represent what problems and issues they're having then somehow translates onto us as we've got the problem as we don't want women to be represented when if we've invited them and they don't step forward um there's nothing on our side we can do about that so i think uh apart from sizing 
for when you do go to a sneaker show or like a Crep City or whatever, apart from the sizing, what would you like to hear or how would you like to be represented at these events? Sorry, can I chime in there? Can I yes, in? certainly. Well, okay, so you said invite. So my thing would be, okay, how about you include, right? Um, rather than inviting females, maybe including them on the panels, including them on the lineups or I don't know, like, um, and then another thing for, uh, with that is this, um, you said that uh, what you've done what you can do on your end. But my thing is this, I feel like, um, it's like um, in any other relationship or anything. If 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 you're communicating with someone or um, and it seems to not be translating, perhaps maybe the way you're communicating or something on your end might be the issue, right? Not saying entirely, but I'll, I say that to say maybe uh, people are scared. Why are women scared? Let's 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 go deep into that. Why are we scared to come into these spaces? Why are we, um, you know, hesitant to speak on our communities and be and and be the voice and 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 show have representation, right? So my thing is this, is perhaps maybe these spaces are not really welcoming to us or like we don't feel comfortable enough or, or like, you know, because I don't, I don't see why women wouldn't want to come in and speak about their journey as an athlete and, and how they love sneakers. Um, I think perhaps maybe uh, it's the way the conversations are going, maybe the questions that are being asked, maybe the way they're being spoken to. And so I think maybe um, we can explore that on that end as well. I think um, if a lot of women are not coming and putting their hands up, it's like, okay, what's the problem? Like, what, what's actually, what's the bigger, what's the elephant in the room? So I've, that's... I've... Um, go ahead. It, Sorry, it, it, go on. No, 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 it's, it's fine. Um, inviting and including, the whole point of an invite is to include someone. So if it's my birthday and I want to include someone in my birthday, I will invite them. Um, a lot of the conversations that we have in our Instagram pages and our Facebook pages, please join on the panel.online if you're not already, are inclusive to everyone. It isn't a thing of mandem, what do you think, or speaking to one side of the table better or differently to the other we also acknowledge that females or some of the females in this room have a better representation than the males and when it comes to one-on-one -on -one conversations behind the scenes a lot of the time it is a a load of knowledge or a load of valid talk however when it comes down to the day or the event because the whole thing with the panel we are called the panel but the panel includes everyone is that unfortunately sometimes that doesn't transcend but that shouldn't be a reason to label us or whoever in particular as the issue and I will ask again females women what would you like to say or how would you like to be represented at these events? I can't dictate that. So that's why we have to invite to include so women and female have their say. Appreciate that. Ifed, do you want to answer that question? I know it's not the question you have in mind, but do you want to chime in before you chime in with your own thoughts, please? Yeah, that's fine. Um, so what was the question? What would I like to see as, as a woman at these events? Yes. Um, I think I would... 
Uh, I guess it's something to like when you go to an event, you can often tell when it hasn't been thought of as having women there. So, for example, like there might be things that guys look overlook in terms of safety and stuff as to where the event's being held and stuff and little things that you might not think about as a guy. But as a woman, it's paramount to to your experience and, and how you enjoy it. Um, so in terms of like start finishing times, um, having women involved at all levels from like planning through to actually at the event so it's not so much just having a like inviting a woman to speak but having a woman involved in the planning and I think those types of things make a big difference overall appreciate that if fair um Dwayne do you want to chime in I I would like to say um all of our events all of our events have been in the day in central London give or take or east London where Everything is paramount regarding safety, regarding visibility, um, because obviously we're talking about the safety of women, but we want the safety of everyone. We wouldn't want anyone to come to our event and feel out of place or not safe at all. Um, I, I don't know. It, 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 hearing this stuff, they are all valid points. But these are all points that when we go into something, we do think about them. We would at no point want to put anybody coming to our events or to speak at our events. At just to chip in there, sorry, just to chip in there, Dway. I definitely, definitely hear that. I would agree with what if if I was saying, sorry for pronouncing your name wrong, with saying, but if you don't have women... And there's no 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 thing to you lot, but if you lot don't have women on your platform like that, how can you speak for women in that sense to say but you but cover the, all of those stuff? But you get the, what but, I mean? but okay, because okay, I work at I, I teach at a school. So what I do is a risk assessment regarding my children, my my students. I have no children. I don't fit I have not given birth to children. However, I put in the 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 um, appropriate steps to ensure when I go on a trip with someone else's children that everything is covered because it's called research. But surely I'm, that's I'm, different. I'm, I'm, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Can you let Dwayne finish, I'm, please? I'm not saying I can speak on behalf of people, but if anyone holds an event <clears> and we are asking, can you input into it, and then women don't we will have to put in steps ourselves to try and um accommodate for that it's what it's what any business or any f foundation would do just because yeah, you, i just because but... i don't have children does not mean i I can't accommodate for children no we, no no don't mean why not figure out hold on hold on guys 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 hold up sorry Dwayne. um please um whether you agree with what's being said or not, respect the opinion. One voice, please. And then once Dwayne's done, I will bring you in, please. Thank you. Continue, Dwayne. Hello. All right. So um, also saying, OK, there's no women on the platform. If we have asked women to be on the platform and there's been interest but they don't come forward we as a company or as any company will not stop what they're doing 
they will do their research to be as accommodating as possible. It's not. It's also not a question that has been finalised and locked off. Every event we do, we invite. Every event we take into consideration. Um, if I'm in a relationship, I am not a woman. However, as someone that is mutual to that relationship, I will do what I can if the other person can't cover it to be there to um, to factor in as many points as possible. So times were brought up. We do stuff in the day. Um, locations was brought up. We look up the most safest locations possible. Topics are brought up. So we go out to actually look for females. At the end of the day, even with this topic, we know as men we cannot talk on your behalf with most of these topics. So we ask you to be a part of it. Now, it's coming back to the thing, because someone brought up that, oh, they came to an event and there wasn't many women there. But if we've invited 50 to 100 women and only 10 show up, that's not on us that they've said, no, they're busy or can't do it or oh, they will only do it for money, which they're entitled to. But that is not to say we are not looking out or we do not want their inclusion regarding our events. Um, if it was on the flip side, we cannot, we can't say, oh, you need to include the panel. And that's not even from a female point of view, but does someone else doing an event? Sorry, you, I'm assuming you're done, Dwayne. Indeed one is. I'm out. Okay. Jay, um, did you want to respond to that? Uh, sorry, I didn't mean it like in a personal way. I just meant just tagging on to what Ife said. Location is very much important. Um, the time of the year it is as well, just in terms of like female um, safety, if that's what Ife kind of meant. And well, that's what I mean anyway. Um yeah, so that's one thing. I don't know about women saying no, they don't want to be on it, but maybe it's, I guess, how these events are portrayed and you do see maybe a lot of men in the videos and stuff and then you think, oh, there's not going to be any women there. And for me, like, I, when we sort of started, the year we started Sneaker Sisterhood is the sort of year I kind of said, you know, I'm going to put myself out there and go to one of these events and see what it's like to be able to meet people. Other people in the same kind of boat that I was in, you know, you might have social anxiety and stuff like that. Too. So if you're going to go to a place where there's just no one that looks like you, is the same sex as you, you're not someone that's, you know, able to mix. Maybe that's why the women are turning things down or they're afraid to go, you know. But um, yeah, Jules, did you have it? I've got Jules on the phone. Did you have anything to say? Jules, come on. Uh, uh, you can't have a spot like that. Oh. <laughs> I'll take, take that as a no for now because I've got All two right, people yeah, waiting. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, hold on a sec, Sophia. I want to get Sadia, Fars, and then yourself, Sophia. Sadia, Fars, and then Sophia. And then Tasha afterwards. Sadia first. Hi, my voice is slightly different. So I'm Sad's partner. I'm just sat next to her, just listening in. Cool. Um, so yeah, Dwayne, when you picked up on the, uh, the risk assessment side of things, so my day job is uh, doing risk assessments as part of my job. I'm IOSH trained in managing safely and 
when you're doing risk assessments, you should always be um, actively including any kind of stakeholder that's going to be partaking in any sort of activity that you're risk assessing. So the whole like inclusivity um, policies that businesses and workplaces have is to encourage the entire mix of um, like ethnicities and differences and um, characteristics to be able to get that wide range of experiences and uh, opinions and talents. So I suppose that sort of ties in with this entire conversation that we're having here where, you know, we need to be inclusive and making sure that we're actively including these people, not just inviting them, but actually reaching out, asking them for their opinions, their um, experiences. And even if it means that, you know, they can do it anonymously, just invite them and have, have that sort of like one-to-one -one conversation. Appreciate that. Um, sorry, Dwayne. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going I'm I'm okay. to say this, yeah. Right. For everyone that has won a raffle or want, went to go and buy a pair of shoes, on the day where they've had to queue up overnight or just pick up his shoes that morning, have they ever asked the questions to that brand, what time is it? Is it safe for me to get there? This, that and the other. I, I, um, I, I get everything that's being said. And if you ask the question to the target audience and they give you answer but then don't want to turn up and then they're not even saying, oh, it's because of the time, it's this, that and the other, which they haven't. If we do an event at 10 o'clock, but now you want to say, oh, the timing might be an issue, but then when it's time to go to a shop where there's resellers, this, that and the other, and plenty of women or females are going into those situations but for a sit down to discuss and push themselves forward in the community is then a problem i i'm quite confused at the at the at the difference and why it's more easily accepted to take a risk to get in a shoe but then to push yourself in a controlled and more vocal environment, it's, oh, there's all these other factors that need to be put into it. Um, Sadia's partner, do you want to respond to what Duane has just said? Did you? I mean, I I just wanted to say with the whole, you know, females not going and stuff, I agree with, I can't remember who it was that was saying it with the whole anxiety thing. I think that's very true. I myself haven't gone to any sneaker events or anything like that yet but I was planning to go this year. Um, but there's something holding me back and it's just like, one, I haven't really met anyone yet. And two, is it just gonna be a male infiltrated environment where I'm just gonna feel like, just like you, you enter and then all eyes are on you because you're like the only female in that little space and then you'll move to another area and then you might be the only female there. So maybe like bring in the females that you're contacting to come to these events like contacting them together so then they know they're not being like invited alone sort of thing they know that there's other females who they can probably i don't know talk to arrange to go down together and then it's sort of like a, a comforting em environment to go to an event together sort of thing potentially i don't know I, I appreciate I that. Uh, sorry, hold on a sec, Kath. Uh, Taylor, very, very quickly, and then I want to get Faz in and then Sophia. Sorry, Taylor. 
I can go? Yeah, 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 go. Okay. I just want to say that um, we need to take into account, like when you're asking women, you know, to show up to certain things, you have to take into account, I feel like, what they have already experienced. Can't just go to a woman and expect a certain thing because you want a woman there to represent whatever. All women aren't like me. I'll show up to anything. I don't really care who was there, but that's me. That's the type of experience I've had. I don't care what people think about me. I'm going to say how I feel. And if you don't like it, that's your personal business. But everyone isn't like me. Some women deal with anxiety. Some women have tried their hardest to show up to these things and keep, you know, experiencing different things where, you know, a brand will say, please show up. We won't let anybody come for you. We won't let anybody talk about you. And they still do it. So we have to take those things into account. You have to understand. Sometimes you have to just have a conversation with these women. And understand where they're coming from and why they even choose not to show up. I understand why some women don't show up. I understand why some women do not speak up like I do because of what they've experienced. And it only takes a few times of someone coming at them, especially men, for them to be like, okay, it's not worth it. Because some women aren't even in it to have to deal with some of the things that we have to deal with in the first place. Right. Preach. Pre-appreciate that, Taylor. Um, Faz. Yeah, man, Taylor, you nailed it there. I think just following on from that is communication, and it it's it's about articulating yourself in 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 the right way, man. I, I I do youth work. That's basically my my main um kind of I want to say profession, but it's it's the thing I do on a day to day basis, and it's all about how we deliver the information, and that filters into my everyday life. Like people's lived experience is different. Everybody has a lived experience that results in the way that they respond to different things, and and I think the topic. A kind of re- recurring theme here is that in in society generally is that there's a miscommunication um, and a miss um, I guess a misunderstanding that can be seen repeatedly on how different demographics are represented in this case females are represented in the sneaker community and that's why platforms like the panel are so important Pla- other platforms like Instagram are important but forming a community that comes together and communicates all of these ideas and concepts and be able to hear each other's point of view and accept it and learn from it, reflect and promise to do better, I feel like is the key here. I feel like everyone here has the same outcome, which is more inclusivity. Let's fuck the size run shit off. It seems like Nike's never going to do that, but at least let's get the inclusivity right together, communicate and come with compassion and understanding and patience and just fucking trust each other. Sorry to swear, but like this is what it comes down to. Let's try and trust each other. And this, right. this this group of people that we have right here, right now, I'm sure everyone in this room wants the right thing for everyone. Do you know what I mean? We want to support the female sneakerhead to be heard and, and be included as much as possible. So let's keep communicating. Let's keep the dialogue going and let's let's make it happen. Appreciate that, Faz. Uh, hold Thanks. on, um, Danny. Sorry. Um, Sophia and then Kath. Hi. Um, yeah, I, a lot of interesting things have been said, and I'm a big sim- supporter of everyone in the community, especially females. But I get the hardest time from females. When I go to a sneaker convention, or I'm able to, I have a young son with a disability. So unfortunately, I'm not able to go to as many events just because it's too much for him. But a lot of the time, I'm like, great. You know, I don't want, be- it's because of the female community. And a lot has been said now about big boobs and things like that. They have their boobs out and 
look, I have big boobs. I don't like wearing a t-shirt. I look like an Oompa Loompa, but I'm instantly judged for, for whatever they see on my Instagram. Or if I walk into a place cause I'm wearing a tank top, I'd rather wear that than wear a hoodie because I just can't, I would love to, but I just look silly in it. I look huge, but all of the, the, I would say, I don't want to say aggression, frustration from the female community I get because are, you know, you sexualizing the sneaker, you know, this, this huge sneaker community. I'm probably older than most of the females up here. And I've been in this community forever. When I post something, I don't put a bunch of hashtags. I love sneakers because I've loved sneakers since I was in junior high school, elementary school, since LA gears were relevant. So that's how old I am. That tells you a little bit about my age, but they give me such a hard time. And you heard a lot of the females here on this panel say a lot of things with passion and and frustration but when you say when you have a lot of passion and frustration sometimes it comes out aggressively and I'm a lot of times I'm not heard or I'm not taken seriously or you may not think I know or you may not think I have a in-depth collection which also poses a the question what does it take for you to be considered a sneakerhead whether you're a man looking at a woman or a woman looking at a man why can't we all just be sneakerheads and what's the criteria do we have to know the history of AJ Mac or um, Air Forces do we have to know the history of Air Maxes do we have to know the history do we have to know all the silhouettes, the colors, the sizes, when they came out, when they started putting, you know, dates on, on tags, what would make you respect somebody and go, that's a sneakerhead. Cause I camp out for everything, but I'm saying a lot of the pushback I get and a lot of the, the support that I don't get is from females. And that's a lot of the times where I don't want to go, or I see if a lot of male friends in the, it's probably different in the UK. I'm not there. I'm in the States. A lot of the men are very friendly and they, they're, they're ready to, to teach you. I haven't had any pushback from any guys, from any young kids, from any older men, from, from anyone. But if I try to ask a female a question or I try to get involved or want to support their page or, you know, just talk to them, I get a lot of like, I'm like, okay, what did I do wrong? But I'm seeing it now, maybe because I wore a tank top or my boobs are, I took a picture and put a, it was on my Instagram. I don't know. I, I can't explain it, but I get a lot back from females. And that, that kind of breaks my heart a little bit just because you know, I don't really care about that stuff. I don't care if I get seen. I don't care if Nike comes and approaches me. I don't want free stuff. I don't need a guy to help me get a shoe. I know that my size is very limited. I know that it's not offered in a lot of places. I know that in my, I love SBs. You know, I know that all the top tier one skate shops are going to get the small sizes. So that means I'm going to have to travel two hours, an hour and a half to LA to go to the two skate shops that are going to have a size six, but bet I'll be there three days before the drop and I'll camp out every night for it. But I already know that just like if you wear a size 15, you know that there's only going to be like two of them. So you either wake up early and get in line or don't get it and pay resale and resale sucks for everyone. I don't care what size you are. Yeah. It's worse for us small feet and us big feet, but it sucks for everyone. I'm just saying, I heard a lot today from females and I heard it and I, I know it's frustration, but it sounds like aggression and I feel it on my end. I just, I just want to make y'all aware of that because if you ask me from my female perspective, why I don't like going, it's because of other females. And I, I just want, so that's, that's something in, you know, and then in regards to, um, events, you can do what you can with events. I go to a lot of conventions. I'm a huge nerd. I collect, so I get it from every, every, you know, facet of urban culture. You know, I'm into collecting toys. I'm an, I star Wars, comic books, all of that. But 
when you go to a convention, you research where you're going, you know, you take a certain amount of accountability. The person throwing the event can do that as well. But ultimately you get to decide if that's comfortable for you or not. But, you know, we as women are intimidating because we're strong, we're outspoken. We, we, you know, we can come off with our passion and how a lot of women have accomplished things in history. But I'm just saying like, you know, try not to judge someone like me who's walking in with a fitted dress because it just shapes me better and I don't want to look like an Oompa Loompa. But it doesn't mean I don't love sneakers any more than you do. It doesn't mean that I'm trying to push, push a sexual agenda. I'm just trying to wear what I love and wear my shoes. And so I think that that's a part that uh, that gets overlooked as well. I just want to respond if I can when I get a chance. Yeah, go, 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 go. And then okay. cough afterwards. Um, I just want to respond to um, what I just heard, because for one, I don't think it's judgment. Um, I think that, again, you have to understand what other women have experienced. For me, I get support across the board, men and women, but I also get men who do not like me once I express how I feel. I'm not aggressive. I'm passionate. And if you took time and if men or, you know, whoever would take time to speak to me, they will understand that and they would see that. And that's the experience that I have, because a lot of men, they'll come to me. And at first they'll be like, I thought it was aggression, but I understand that you're just passionate. And after having a conversation, I now understand why you feel the way you feel. So it takes conversation and knowing the experience. I don't wear baggy clothes all the time. I wear tight clothes. I like to show off my figure. That is me. And I don't have, you know what I'm saying? That's me. And that's how I've always been. That doesn't mean that I always post it on my page. But if you choose to post it on your page, that's that's how you want to do it. And, but go, I and good for you because show off what you got. You know what I'm saying? However, you have to understand that these brands be like, oh, because she want to show off her figure, I'm going to use her versus the girl over here with the baggy clothes of the streetwear who can really dress and not saying that, you know, women who show off their figure can't dress, but I'm saying I've seen a lot of women who wear baggy clothes and do a lot of, you know, baggy streetwear clothing that dress sometimes better than me. And I'm like, that woman should get recognition over me because I see that she's putting a lot of effort into what she's doing. But you have to understand that these men sometimes look at women who dress a certain way. And they're like, okay, she dresses a certain way. And in their mind, not saying all men, but some men in their mind, like, okay, I ain't gonna have no problem with her. She ain't gonna never speak up and she ain't gonna never say what's on her mind. So I don't have to worry about that. That is it. Some of these men really have a weird way of thinking when it comes to women. And I hate it because it should not be like that. If I decide that I want to speak up on something that I'm very passionate about, you should not be judging me based off of my experience because it's my experience. The same way you have an experience when it comes to certain females, you know, what I'm saying not accepting you. But you also have to take an account that maybe you're not coming across the right ones. Because if you came to me and you want to talk to me, I'll talk to you all day. I, I don't judge anybody because I have no right to judge anyone. And that's just my take on it. Tay, appreciate your contribution. Kath, apologies for the long wait. Um, what do you want to say? And then we go cool. to TJ afterwards. Cool, Brav. Um, I'm going to be really quick and then I'm going to shoot off two things real quick. Um, this has been really good. I think to go back to what uh, Van's question was in relation to um, as the panel, you guys have reached out and there may be some um, difficulties in obtaining uh, female input. I think um, discussions like this, uh, focus groups, I think that'll help. Um, for a minute there, I thought the conversation was going to go left, and I thought there was a misunderstanding about the points being made. But I think what um, what I interpreted from what Van was saying was that, um, I guess the question was, what should we be doing to get that female input? 
And I think we have loads of discussions throughout the years when it comes to like racial equality and things like that. You you want people of a diverse background in the boardroom making the decisions. So the response to him, I think, was a good suggestion. Uh, not to say you're not doing it because I'm not going to go around in circles. But if you have some females in the planning or uh, to help set up, um, it's, uh, I, I wouldn't. It's not for me to dictate um, who's in the panel, but perhaps a regular female acquaintance to soundboard off of. Um, and just to go way back to uh, an initial question, I know you were asking if people have had discussions with brands. I won't go too long about this because it relates to the sizing. And I know you've got off the point. Um, so I've been fortunate enough to be be in a couple of discussions and focus groups with uh, I can't say, but um, those those discussions do happen, uh, do, do do occur um, in relation to sizing. But the focus was really how to get products to customers that want it. Uh, in a fair way, because if the sizing issue got solved tonight, tomorrow, those individuals are still going to have difficulty getting it because, and I can't remember, I think it was Ju uh, Julia, shout out Julia, I think she made the point that, or someone else, apologies if I get this wrong, that the smaller sizes or the female sizes from a reseller's perspective are gold dust. So they're going to target those sizes specifically. So a lot of the discussion was, again, um, that they're, they're aware of the sizing debate, but it's how to get the product to um, the right customer and, and of the three or four discussions I've been part of that's been the, the main focus and that's Kath signing off thank you very much for having me guys no worries man appreciate um, your contribution um, ooh, where is she? ah there she is uh, TJ um, did you want to chime in with, with what's been said is TJ still there Okay, whilst um, she sorts herself out, I, I just want to say um, a few things in regards to what has been said. So this session that we've been discussing in regards to what's next for the uh, female sneakerheads, um, to, to answer some of the points that um, were mentioned earlier, um, this really, this session could not have happened without us speaking to the females in regards to the diversity of, of topics in around female sneakerheads. We can put this um, this particular discussion on without that happening. And um, so to, to say or initiate the fact that um, um, we, we don't ask or we don't inquire in terms of what females want or what's requested or so on and so forth um, <clears throat> is falsehood, um, in my opinion. In a lot of stuff... Um, to echo what Duane has mentioned, in a lot of stuff that we have done, we have run events and so on and so forth, I know for sure within the, um, the panel that I have asked females in terms of expectations, what should be said, what should be included in any of the um, pieces that have been written um, by the team. Um, questions are always asked. It's not just something that we put out there and it's not a hit and hope. It's we actually do our homework to ensure that we are able to cater and provide um, not only just for females, but for pretty much everyone. Um, we we are we are the panel, and as again as Dwayne mentioned, we are inclusive of all. So, uh, and it will and it will always be the case in the future in that when we do decide to hold events, when we do decide to um, do stuff, that those that are relevant to that event to that conversation will always be asked and and it's not that we're asking to get say so or permission we're asking because we want to make sure we do cover 
our angles and our and all the shortfalls that that we may have missed. So that's that. In regards to um, the general culture as a whole, my personal feeling is that it should be welcoming to all. I, I think everyone in this um, house agrees with that. That yes, whilst it is male dominated, that doesn't mean that females can't come into into the mix. Females are welcome. Uh, or should be made to feel welcomed in the culture, regardless of whether they have knowledge or not, regardless of whether they like Yeezys or whatever or not. The culture's for everyone. It's not for men only. So, and I guess to that point, there shouldn't be any anxiety as such. But however, however, not everything will be handed to you on a plate. There's still some leg rooms that, we all have to do, females have to do, we have to do, we all have to work at it in terms of understanding the construct of the culture, understanding why things are the way they are. And even if we're not happy with the way things are, it's it's important to understand that this is the position that the culture is in. And that from that, if change is necessary, it should be so. And for the better, for all um, females. So, and that's that. My general thing in regards to what is next for the female sneakerheads, um, to the points that were made earlier, I, 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 I think it was Chelsea, um, the first Chelsea, not the Chelsea that's here. Uh, I agree that this conversation should not be happening in another five, ten years down the road. And I like to believe that brands have heard you out and that they are working on ensuring that um, your answers in regards to sizing have been met is being met and um, and will continue to be met, not only sizing, but the quality of construct as well in terms of materials used and the fact that females are not grouped together with um, kids sizing, that there are separate sizing categories for each of the different um, groups. So sizings for men, sizes for women, sizes for, um, for, for kids and so on and so forth. Um, and I believe as well that will be addressed. But again, you have to remember, we're only a small fragment of the entire industry. We, we count for less than 5% of the whole footwear industry. So whilst we do have all these qualms, whilst we do have all these hang-ups, we're only a minority. And the agenda for brands is to make money. That is their number one focus. Everything after that is secondary. And whilst it may hurt to hear that, that is the bottom line. That is business. Business um, doesn't really have any rooms for sentiments. We may agree. We may have different um, opinions or, or of, of what I've just said, but that is business. Business doesn't respect sentiment. Um, so I've kind of said all that I want to say on the matter. I've even written a piece on the matter. Um, you could check our website, um, Chicks and Kicks. That will further elaborate on some of the stuff that I said. Um, before we round up, because I do feel like this topic has been exhausted, um, I'd like to open the floor. Sorry, Chelsea, did you flash your mic? Because I'm not sure if you want to chime in with anything. Yeah, um, it was more so bringing it back to the the point of what can you do event-wise. And I think for myself personally, as a female going to any of these events, I think a lot of it comes down to intimidation. Um, and it's not really something that, an organiser can do much about it's more the attendees 
Um, so for myself personally, I, I won't go to an event if there isn't anyone that I know. So I'll generally go with a group of lads because I know that they've got my back at every point. But it all swings around to something that Danny said earlier of a sense of if he, see, if he sees someone with a pair of Jordan 6s on and their boobs out and their arse out, he, he almost questions, are they a real sneakerhead? I also almost feel going into an event, people look at you and go, are you actually a sneakerhead or are you just here because the lads have brought you along for the ride? Um, and I don't think if someone saw a man on Instagram in shorts with his chest out and some Jordan 6 or 6s on, the first question would be, are they a real sneakerhead? Um, so I think for me as a female going into any of this avenue, it, it all comes down to intimidation. And I live up north, so I'm not really in London very often. But even pick-up days, I won't go on my own for the same reason because I'm almost feeling like people are judging am I a real sneakerhead and it's never just I never ever ever have my body out ever I'm one of those ones in cargos and in baggy jumpers and all that kind of stuff but even without that you almost feel a sense of people looking at you and asking those questions anyway so it's kind of almost a sense of the people that are there changing their mindset towards female sneakerheads and not necessarily the event organizers you can have females talking, you can have people in the panel, but if the people that are attending it don't think that females are valid within that space, then the mindset isn't going to change and it's not going to feel much better. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's really all I had to add, but it's been on my mind for the last like 30 minutes or so, so yeah. Cheers. Appreciate that, Chelsea. Sorry I um, um, we kept you on hold, but yeah, appreciate that. Um, Rain, do you want to jump in at all? Uh, no, no, no. I'll, I'll, when, you're, when you're ready to... And you're ready to done the show, then I'll, I'll, I'll pitch in then. Cool. Uh, Jojo, and I think I saw Danny flash on mic, but I'll go to Jojo first. Um, thanks. I just want to say one thing. Um, just re regarding, um, somebody made a comment earlier about the main kind of, uh, I guess, friction or animosity they get it from other females. Um that's first of all that's really sad and just shouldn't be happening at all period um but one thing i would say is at, more aimed at brands to be honest i think a lot of the times there's a bit of a tokenism that comes with female sneakerheads where a brand will be like oh we want to i don't know we want to do something female centric and they gravitate to the same you know, female sneakerheads, like there's almost like a, a, a slate and it's always the same, you know, group or of people uh, that are, you know, seen as sort of, um, I don't know if they're seen as gatekeepers or if, if brands think those are the only female sneakerheads that exist, I don't know. Um, but I think that that definitely adds to, to how that individual may be feeling because a lot of times I think maybe when, there's, you know, let's say there's an event and there's multiple females in the room. It's almost kind of like, oh, okay, but who, which is the figurehead here? Because the females are not used to there being a space where it's, you know, everyone's sort of on the same playing field. Whereas with guys, like, I don't really, if you tell me, oh, think of male sneakerheads, I won't be like, Oh, it's definitely these top five. It it just it's just everyone. I I wouldn't be able to distinguish a particular person. Whereas with females, I think they probably look 
to find a particular person you know it's almost a thing of like oh yeah okay this must be the main the main person um and I don't think that's right and even I've been in situations where it's felt a bit like oh am I the main person and I'm like well I I don't want to be the main person if if I am you know I don't want to be here just because oh you're the cool female sneakhead that we know okay that's bullshit because there's like 10 other people (laughs) right next to me that are cooler than I am you know so I think that kind of brings a certain type of like I don't know if it's like envy or like a weird vibe situation among women and I, I personally I don't like that so I just feel like brands and you know all these curators and uh you know the hype base the complex uh pause her all of these whatever contribution sites or whatever they need to stop doing that when you're looking for female sneakheads stop going to the same people it's boring it's tired there's so many more other people and stop doing that because then other people are feeling like is my work not being recognized or do I have to change my look and things like that. So that's just all I wanted to say on that, just to make the female community itself um, a bit more, more accepting. Yeah, go for it. Jump in there. I think um, um, you mentioned the responsibility on the brands and the people that are, um, you know, creating these blogs. I, I said, quite earlier as well I was like I think for us women we also have a responsibility to to like not let that I know it sounds very cliche and whatever but like we also need to take charge and be like you know what let's not let that affect us and let's support other women let's because there's so much more power in that we can't wait for someone else to come and do that for us I think um absolutely I agree yeah and even like um I think Rebecca was saying earlier she feels like a pressure from um uh but I was I was also just going to add as well I think we need to encourage each other as women and um and own the space as well I think the more we do that the more like no one can really speak on like um, no one can really put us down like um I think uh yeah that's my like my thing I think women we need to own the space um, we need to to feel like this is what like that imposter syndrome of like oh this is not my space. I think we need to kind of work on that and like um and just yeah like break down these barriers and just be like you know what this is me uh, this is my space I'm here to stay. Um and I think from that if we support other women, um it speaks volumes and I think yeah that's that's my take on that. Absolutely, I I agree with your comment. I'm I'm definitely not disputing that. I'm just saying that sometimes when people uh females take up space in a particular environment let's say it's a project or what or what have you because of that thing of tokenism that oh yeah one female sneakhead they take on that thing of like okay it's just me i've seen people do it you know yeah on the nike craft word tester program i've seen people go on there you know saying stuff like i'm the only female sneakhead okay that's a lie (laughs) like you don't need to do that. Like it's okay right. to and say I agree there's other women yeah. qualified, you know, like to to be part of this, but it's okay to give opportunities to other people. It's not every day, you know, be a figurehead because when you think of men's sneakerheads, you don't think of of one singular individual. It's everybody, you know, and I just feel it the same should be replicated in women's. Can I jump in here, guys? Yeah, definitely. Hey everybody, it's Charlotte and I just wanted to, you know, give some encouragement to all my sisters out there because I've been talking to sneakerheads in the States and in the UK and in Europe 
France and Amsterdam as well, and Paris and Amsterdam. And the word I'm hearing is they want more, the men that I talk to that are in the game, they're encouraging us and they want real women to talk that are real sneakerheads that know the sneakers. They know what, they know drop dates. They know what their favorite Jordan is because believe it or not, a lot of the, the male sneakerheads that I know are tired of the naked girls with sneakers on. They want to see real street style. So I encourage us all to, you know, keep our sisterhood and our, you know, our crew going and just encourage each other. So it's also like all of us in this room, because I'm a, I'm a sneakerhead from New York, but I live in London and I'm also a reseller. We're all in this room. Let's go follow each other. And also, if you like a picture, Save the picture because that helps drive traffic to your Instagram. Go to your blog. Go to each other's websites. Leave comments. Don't just like it. A like doesn't mean anything. Leave a comment so that you can help this person grow so people can see, oh, this person has style. This person knows what they're talking about. Or this person is a real good reseller that I can trust. I've gotten kicks off of them before. I'm done speaking. I just want to encourage us all. Appreciate that, Charlotte. Thanks so much for the um, positivity. Um, sorry, Danny, I, I wasn't sure whether you flashed your mic, whether you had anything to say or not. Um, so I'm just reaching out to you now. I do apologise that um, I've, I've put you on hold. Was that Was me that or me? Danny? Yes, you, you, Danny, as in you yeah. on to you now, yeah. Uh, yeah, just to really agree with what Chelsea was saying a couple of minutes ago. I think she really hit the nail on the head. Also, um, I think there as well where... She was saying how, like, maybe sometimes men look at women and be like, oh, are they real sneakhead or not? Especially nowadays with, like, the huge trend of influencers that are all in, like, Jordans or Dunks or whatever. I think that adds to that a little bit more. Um, and going back further to what the guys were saying earlier when Danny said about women are wanting to speak up sometimes and say certain things in case they're almost ridiculed and it's picked apart, I think that is a really good point. Um Sometimes I, I've been in situations before where I've been around like a load of guys who are like re sneakerheads and I've had points that I've maybe wanted to say but feel a little bit like apprehensive about saying it in case they're like picking it apart or judging. And I know it might sound a little bit silly and obviously it depends on what sort of person you are. But I think that's a really good point and just goes to show really how like it it's uncomfortable for some people to step forward and say what they what they feel and to show their interest. Appreciate that, Danny. Um, thanks so much. Uh, Sophia, um, did you want to chime in again or was you just flashing your mic in um, applauding? She's oh, I was, just, uh, I was um, just applauding Charlotte's positivity. And, um, was that her name, Charlotte? Yeah, yeah that's all. Yeah, no, that's uh, it. I wasn't Can I jump in quickly, guys? I'm so sorry I keep talking. Um, it's TJ here again. I just wanted to also say I think it'd be awesome for people that have a platform or like you know, or that get offered certain things. If if you find that you're not like if 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 you if you find that opportunity can suit someone else better, I think even just passing that on, um, I think that's another way to kind of pass on the torch and the positivity and um and like to put other people on. I think as females, maybe perhaps if we don't feel like something is meant for us or like you know if some a brand approaches us of course we want to say yes but if if you see if you see a sneakerhead that's not that um elevated or has a platform that's bigger than yours or whatever i think even just saying hey like um this would be a great opportunity but like have you checked out this um you know lady's page or like you know this man's page or um i just think even just doing that um 
which it could be completely might not work, but I think that's a, another way to kind of put other people on as well. I just wanted to interject as well and say, like, if anybody wants to tap into my network, if anybody needs help with anything, because I come from a fashion and PR and digital marketing background. So if anybody needs help building their blog or building their online store or just wants to talk and encouragement, please hit me up. I'm here. I'm cool. I just want to empower women in the sneaker game because we deserve to be in this as well. Appreciate that, Charlotte. Wow. Um, Max, um, go for it. Yeah, I want to ask, it might be like um, a bit different to the group, like um, discussion, but I want to ask, what's like the best way um, to... Sorry, mate, you have to speak up your little bit oh, more. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? I can hear you now, yeah. Yeah, so I, was, I wanted to ask, um, what's the best way to um, get a, like, you know how the sneakers app is? What's the best way to win? <laughs> I think we all wish we knew that one. Oh, okay. I thought it was like, a. If you, wanna, if you wanna buy some bots, good luck with that. But I don't know if you were here last week, but Nike is a, Nike is cracking down, and I got more confirmations on the crackdown. In, in all honesty, I think I think let's leave that conversation for another day, uh, and we might we might revisit that. We have done that in, in another chat in regards to how to. Well, I can't even remember what the topic was, Pedro. You might have to remind me. But in regards to that, I think let's keep this on the the the, the sneakerhead uh, female sneakerhead conversation rather than um, copying trainers at the minute. Cool, uh, Mitch, and then Julia. Um, Mitch. Oh no, sorry, I was just clapping a change of topic. Oh, okay, cool, um, Mitch. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah. So all I wanted to say, I kind of wanted to like throw anything out. If anyone wants any like support, obviously coming from a male side of perspective, um, if you guys want me to share up any of your work or whatever, just drop me um, like a DM on IG or whatever like that. I'm happy to share up any of your work, like anything super creative or anything like that. I've been following several people in this community um, that have already been on this show um, for quite a while. So if you want any of your content shared, like I'm happy to promote, help you guys out, whatever you guys kind of need. Um, to kind of get your voice across to like the male side of things because a lot of my followers are males um, um, I'm happy to help in all means um, so yeah just shout me appreciate that um, I am conscious that we have spent two and a half hours talking about the female sneakerhood and so much has been said in regards to size inclusivity diversity sexuality um, what role brands can play um, in in the progression of um, female sneakerheads, especially in the rise of um, sneaker culture, I think um, basically um, sneaker culture is now mainstream, and with that comes with a whole heap of whole heap of opportunities in terms of including people into this um, vibrant culture. But also as well, there's um, a whole heap of responsibility now, which um, is been placed upon primarily the men in regards to gatekeeping and acknowledging and treating. Um, not just females, but all with um, respect. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess with all of what's been said, uh, we are pretty close to bringing this to a close. But before we do, as per tradition, I would like to um, open the floor up to those that are in the audience in that if they have any questions in, in amongst what has been discussed or anything outside of it, 
for the next potentially five, 10 minutes that um, the floor is open. So if you have any questions in amongst what has been discussed or even outside of it, um, please shoot away now. Ekin, go ahead, man. Um, so this is like in regards to like what was said last week. Um, is this going to be like the last Wednesday session thing? Or... Rain, do you want to answer that question? Yeah, it, what it is. Sorry, I, I think last week I, I, I maybe I left it a bit too um... vague. Yeah, I had to ask this because like, I just like recently found out about the panel because like, yeah. one of my sneaker friends like told, oh, you're going to like, you enjoy this. Like they have like discussions and that. So that, yeah, yeah. I, I, so I, I, what, what it is, what I should have said last week is the frequency of these will re may reduce rather than us doing it every week. What it is, as much as it, it may not seem like it, there is a, um, a, a, a bit of planning that goes in behind the background in regards to the, the, the scheduling of the events, the inviting of um, people so they can be included, and then the, the whole getting people here and then our time and then your time. Now, I, I was just conscious that with in and this is more for, for more so for those in the UK with lockdown easing and us enjoying the world more um the numbers would start to um dwindle which i've seen it in in other people's groups as well and it's happened here so i just wanted to um so these will continue the frequency may not it may not be weekly um but i think for the next two to three weeks i think we'll, we'll continue weekly um until the country opens back fully and that will probably be june the 12th actually no it's 21st June the 21st, sorry, but we have our um, a, a half-year review, which we are going to do on the 4th of June. So potentially after that, um, we'll, we'll, we'll go down to um, a less frequent clubhouse chat. You heard it here first, Ekin. You heard Thank it you here much. first. Um, and also got like, one other small question. So you guys um, mentioned that you hosted events as well. Like, what, what type of events in general? Because I'm have to come back. Because I heard East London as well, and I lived there. So yeah, so it was a mixture of events. So we've done, um, we did a, a post Air Max Day um, event, which quite a, a, some people in here actually came to, um, where we um, kind of celebrated the history of Air Max. We've done um, uh, events with Offspring. Like it was, um, what was it for? It was for the Air Max. I can't remember what it's called now. But anyway, we've done events with Offspring. Um, and um, um, there you go. Like there you go. And then what we do, we do um, panel discussions. So almost like this, but in a live format. Um, there is a, 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 a. If you look on our YouTube channel, which is the panel dot online, I do believe. Um, no, or, so say again. Panel online. Sorry. Oh, panel online, sorry, yeah. You will see um, um, roundups and videos of all our events that um, that we've done. There is a plan to do some in the future. Um, we've got something something potentially big planned for next year. And then obviously when lockdown eases and what depending on what the venue situation is, we will potentially try to do something inside as well. And, and again, look, it's not even a thing of... Um, people being selected to be invited to, to, to these things as long as it go when it goes out um <laughs> if you're coming you're coming it's just one of those ones um but yeah so i think it's just keep it locked to the panel instagram um and then obviously you've got um uh emil um henry and Dwayne as well um if you're in contact with any of us obviously we would obviously keep you in the loop as well
Thank Bear you. in mind, the last time we actually did an event was two years ago because of lockdown. Um, but yeah, the, you know, every, a lot's changed since then. The sneaker scene's changed, the, um, the way that people are interacting and the way that, you know, um, things like this happen and connect more people. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, think, I'm feeling quite positive about when we start getting them going again and we can actually have, lead them back to the whole reason of this um, conversation, that we can have more of a female representation there as well. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Looking forward to it. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, I is I is there any more questions? Any more general questions? Um, no one's flashing their mic. Okay, cool. Right, it's twenty five to eleven. Um, I think we're gonna call this a wrap. Um, to everyone who is here and isn't here, who have participated in the conversation, we are eternally grateful for your presence. Um, thank you so, 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 so much for all your contributions. Um, and even to those that didn't contribute, for all of you guys in the audience who have hung with us for, um, well, whether it be for the whole session or halfway or whenever, whatever, um, again, we extend our gratitude to you all. Um, yeah, this one has been um, a real interesting one. Um, oh, I, yeah. I just thought of one more thing. Sorry. Go on. Um, so <clears throat> I know I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure about other brands, but I know with um, with Nike, they've been going through a massive reorganization. It's been happening over the, the past few years. I know the biggest one was supposed to end in 2020 and then they went into another one. Um, but there's been a lot of people who were in charge of certain things before that I know were problematic with regards to the progression of female representation and even as far as sizes go um at nike who have now left and there's people who have worked their way worked their ways up the ranks who um you know they were just regular sneakerheads and were passionate about sneakers females and they've gotten themselves into good positions at ehq and whq um so you know i'm hoping i know that one of them was in a chat that we did previously and um female representation came up in that and that we, it was touched upon in that one um not to the extent of of this conversation but i'm hoping that it was enough and i'm hoping that she's as in touch as uh, all the other female sneakerheads in here to know that well sorry to know what needs to be done to you know to get the sizes into into the right hands but yeah um yeah fingers crossed uh let's all stay optimistic and keep supporting each other yeah, definitely so. Definitely so. Um, boy, I, I, I think that's it, really. Um, I extend my gratitude to all of you for listening. Um, I guess there will be one next week, according to Rain. Um, Rain, do you want to mm. um, take us out with um, formalities? Oh, yeah, oh, shoot, yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, what I'll do, I'll keep the group open for about a minute. Obviously, there's been a lot of um, people in here, and I think there's been a lot of new faces that um, have been interacting and rear tear, tear, so forth, so forth. So if you want to add each other's on socials and whatnot and then build up the community even further, feel free to do that. I'll leave the room open for um, about a minute. Um, I will, I will um, invite people to um if you've got a topic that you think we should discuss next week i have got one but i'm just gonna open it out just send um henry uh pedro uh, a dm or just dm the the panel directly um and then we'll um we'll, we'll flesh it out and then have it in a conversation next week or if not next week it'll be the following week Boom. adios uh
with that said, guys, thank you so much. We are out of here. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Bye, Henry. Bye, Mr. P. Where where was Anton? Did he could he not get his mum's phone this week? <laughs> no, Villa were playing. Villa were playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think Villa were losing. <laughs> I think Villa were losing, so he couldn't make it. Oh wow! Oh wow! He ain't living that down ever. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. And man's not even here to defend himself. <laughs>